Welcome back, dude and dudettes, to another wild episode of Send It, Mate. We're here to talk about all things hunting and outdoors, and today we've got something that'll keep your gear running smoother than a dingo's getaway. That's right, our show is brought to you by High Calibre, the gun and knife hole company that knows how to keep your firearms and blades in tip-top shape. High Calibre is like the secret sauce for hunters, anglers and outdoorsy folk everywhere. It's like the magic potion that makes your gun and knives happier than a dog with two tails. You know, guys, I've been using high-caliber oil for a while now, and let me tell you, it's the duck's nuts. My rifle practically sings a lullaby when I take it out hunting. And speaking of lullabies, ever tried sneaking up on a deer with a squeaky gun? It's a prime way to end up with no venison in the freezer. You'll be hungrier than a vegan at a bacon festival. Absolutely. But with high-caliber oil, your gun will be quieter than a ninja in moonlight. You'll be stalking your prey with the grace and stealth of a mountain lion. High Calibre doesn't just keep things quiet, it also prevents rust and corrosion, so you won't find your gear looking like it's spent a season at the bottom of a creek. That's right, and for you knife enthusiasts out there, High Calibre has got you covered too. Your trusty blade will slice through anything smoother than butter on a hot biscuit. So folks, don't let your gear become a rusty squeaky mess. Head on over to highcalibre.com.au and grab a bottle of their oil today. And if you use the code SENDITMATE at checkout, you'll get a special discount. I say again, use the code SENDITMATE for all your oil slick, stealthy hunting needs. Thanks to High Calibre, you'll be sending it in style and silence. So, gear up, oil up, and send it, mate. High Calibre, the ultimate oil for the ultimate hunter. G'day, g'day. We're back again. Another episode of Sender Mate Podcast. Guess who's back? Back again. No, stop recycling yes. things week to week. No. Josh <sighs> is back. We're all back. It goes without saying. I'm, I'm Caleb. Back. I'm Josh. And I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Tricked you. That stuffed you up, didn't it? <laughs> no, I'm just, just like. Looking at your face. What's going on? What are we doing? Oh. We're, we're playing swapsies. We're all oh, assuming the role of season. Like okay, I'll be Ryan tonight. I'll be Josh. Hi, I'm Josh. Penis. Hi, I'm I'm Josh. I'm the Dorito flavored Dorito. That's me. No, I'm Josh. Oh, can I, am I Caleb then? So, what is in your beard? I don't know. It could be anything. No, really. your, your mustache. It's black. It's in it. Something's in it. I don't know. There's yeah. something black and sticky yeah. in your moustache. Yeah. Is it? Oh, that's coffee. Oh. Yeah, I didn't I didn't stir the granules properly. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been making coffee for 33 years. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just couldn't wait for it to, you know, dissolve. I was too busy to get my caffeine, too quick to get my caffeine hit. Wow. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. On the coffees. It's good. Fair enough. Well... We'll see how you go with coffee rather than alcohol tonight. This could be interesting. Okay. Uh, fuck. Well, what have we been up to, lads? Well, we've been away for a hunt. We have. I already knew that. <laughs> Just tricking. I was there too. Yeah, you managed to get away this time. I did. <laughs> Thank fuck. 
Although I didn't get a deer. Oh, I got some deer, just not one that I shot myself. I've actually noticed something about your hunting style. You notice a lot of things, Josh. I cannot wait for this fucking delightful bit of information to be divulged. What have you observed? What have you observed? Come on, tell me. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. No, no. I want to learn. Everyone has their style, so like... What's my style? My style is kung fu fucking style, bro. No, you know, some people like sitting, some people like just actively walking. By the sounds of it, you certainly like to see deer and run after them. I am not going to deny that <laughs> because when when you talk when you talk about the like obviously today I rang you and was like oh how'd you go because we weren't there for the last last your last hunt and uh, you're like oh yeah I saw an, the arse end of a deer and I ran after it so in my in my my mind all I'm seeing is. <laughs> You're walking along, you see a deer, and you just start sprinting after the fucking thing. <laughs> it was exactly that. You're 100% right. I was standing there talking to Hayden. Like, we was like standing sort of off to the side. We're like, oh, I'm talking a little bit. And I see a little bit of movement in my eye, and I look up, and I just catch the arse end of a deer as it goes. Like, it's come, I reckon it's coming around the, the corner of some trees, seen us, and gone, oh, fuck, and then turned around and legged it, and I've just seen the back of it, and I've just gone, fuck it, whoop, ran after it. But um, no, I didn't actually didn't get very far because I had a bung, lead, bung knee this trip, so I couldn't actually move very quickly at all. I was like I was like hobbling along <laughs> after this thing. I was like, I want to fucking get it. You, you do spend a bit of time chasing tail. Oh yeah, well played, sir. Literally, do do you realise you your gun can move faster than your, or the projectile can move faster than you can? <laughs> it's a yeah, two four three get, man. You can run faster than the bullets. <laughs> let's be honest. You got to be able to have a line of sight on the thing. That's why I was running was to try and catch it before it disappeared into the bushes, but. Now, I did have a crack – I did manage to get a shot off. So when we first sort of had a shot opportunity, um, we were probably about 600 metres away and I was with Hayden and we realised there was two of them So and he was behind me. So I was like, come on, come up. And, and he started to move forward so that we could do a curl. But then the wind took a set straight down to them and they pissed bolted. It was like watching them run because we had a pretty good position at the top of the hill watching the fucking – my delicious dinner running away for about a kilometre and a half. <laughs> In slow motion. <laughs> yeah. And you, when did you pull the shot? Oh, that was um, shortly after that, actually. I managed – I was looking through some scrub and I'm, I just got a glimpse of, of two of them that were feeding. Uh, oh, they were closer. But in the time it took for the range finder to come out, I um, like, sort of ranged them sort of by between sort of 100, 150. So I took the right, rifle, took a shot quick so they didn't get a chance to run but it's bloody hit the fence wire and ricocheted and so it's gone bang the thing's gone huh, and then flogged it flogged it legged it jeez i haven't <laughs> been drinking i can't even speak <laughs> it flogged it flogged it legged it and then all i can hear is a wire going just like that <laughs> exact sound exactly like that <laughs> when you close a oh. gate it goes close mm. well bad luck well, while Ryan was fuck and about, well, you helped your old man get his first deer. That was good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it definitely was. Like, uh, it actually started with a bit of a, well, before we went out with you and Dad, I took Dad through the tea tree and um, we were just moving slow through the through the tea tree and just methodically just, like, working our way through it. No real plan, just keep the wind the best we can in our favour. And um, it was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I think, maybe one thirty. we sort of stepped off. Mm. And um, I saw a, a little fellow buck. He was just sort of coming out 
I guess, of like some real thick tea tree just out into some sporadic tea tree. And he looked at, like at this point, it was about 10 yards away and he looked at us and we sort of stopped and, yeah, I would sort of. 10 yards? Not, yeah, I was close, Correct. man. It was close. I didn't know it was that close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Fucking, that close. You could jump on it. <clears throat> yeah. And um, like I've, because I was just in front of dad and before he's seen me, I've sort of knelt down and sort of arched out of the way of dad's barrel and put my finger in my ear, expecting dad just to shoot over the top of me. Well, that's what I, I was hoping he would do. Uh, that's anyway, dangerous, Josh. No, nah, that's, that's fine. And um, at this point, dad sort of like shouldered his rifle and the, the, the buck sort of looked square at us and he's gone, oh, I don't know what you, you two are, and then went to go back feeding and then put his head back up and realised something was wrong. Dad's taken the shot and it's hit a branch, like right in front of him. <laughs> I'm like, how unlucky, 10 fucking yards, how unlucky can you be? <laughs> as in, as a branch, like obstructing where the deer was. So, yeah, he sort of moved out a real thick tea tree into some sort of like sparser tea tree. You know how you can get the two. Oh, okay, yeah. So shooting through, through foliage. Foliage, foliage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And um, hit a branch and, and that was all she wrote. For that one, and then uh, what else did she write? Well, I went back to camp. Uh, oh, I took Dad for a bit more of a trek, and then I was like, "Oh, it's it's getting sort of like about two two o'clock and two thirty. I want to get to another spot." So I, I went back to camp and beelined it back to camp with Dad in tow, and caught up with Caleb. And then we we're like, "Oh, do you want to head to this other spot?" And on our way up to this other spot, we saw a spiker sitting in the paddock. And dad's dad's rolled out two shots. The first shot missed, went low. <laughs> oh fuck! So hang on, hang on. Backtrack. The first story you're telling isn't the deer that your dad brought back to camp. Nah. No, that's nah. a different one. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. wow! Not not more the plot than thickens. Not as more they than say like oh, fifteen hundred meters from camp in that tea tree. But mm. like, it was close, bro. Fuck yeah, real close. Plenty of sign through there, actually. But, no, the one that that Dad got when Caleb and I were with him, that was a few k's away. And yeah, Dad first missed and the thing just sort of hopped and then just went. <laughs> went it didn't even stop stop grazing, really. It just hopped. <laughs> and it kept chewing the grass. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, Dad, load again, load again. And he's let the other, other round off and, and dropped him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I think... Dad's issue was because he was close. He was probably about 40, 40 metres at most. Uh, I think it was his uh, sc- scope height over bore. Like I think he was just – he was not aiming high enough because mm. there's a certain point where you've yeah. got to aim high. Yeah. Um, and I think it just would have went underneath his belly or his chest. And the second one, though, knocked him perfectly. Mm. And Dad hasn't – oh, this is something that Dad got to see for it firsthand because he hasn't shot deer before. He He's always been baffled about if you hidden, hit a deer in the heart or the lungs, how it still runs off. Mm. The lungs he can sort of get, but the heart he can't. Dad, when we were gutting him, I pulled out the heart to show Dad. Dad shot the heart and the, pretty much the lungs were just toast and the heart was like pretty much just had a big Inst. seam through it. And um, – it ran, well, how far do you reckon, Caleb? Oh, 40, 50 metres. Yeah, yeah. So he got to see firsthand that, like, look, mm. the thing's dead, but it's it's running on a, adrenaline. 
And it's still oxygen in its blood that's yeah. not been pumped. So it's, I mean, there was no exit wound, but it blew out its shoulder on the opposite side and it still ran 50 metres. Yeah. Which is an exit wound. Yeah, but it didn't exit the Did body. the round – was it a through and through, through or was it not? Went through. Did, no, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was very odd. So – like well, just above the brisket is where entry, it, like the entry point was, and then through the shoulder, I had to throw one shoulder away. Yeah, that thing was fucking main. What rounds was he using? Uh, I think it, I think he was 147 ELDMs in his six five. I think. Okay. Yeah. Big mess. Yeah, it's a huge mess. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> the thing went to the dogs, but after that, like we, you know, skin skinned him out, and then we all participated in cutting up some chops with your recipe. Well, you cut up the chops with uh, yeah. your reciprocate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, reciprocate saved the day. Yeah, it was much better than doing my hands. <laughs> oh, just oh fuck! I saw you pull out that hand saw. I'm like, I'm just gonna wait and see if he fucking gives up halfway through. Now would have gone, but, kept nah. going, and then I felt sorry for you. I'm like, <laughs> fucking. I even found a, fr- a clean blade for you. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I'm like, oh, is, is this blade been used? Or not that I really care because you're going to cook your meat. No, nah, you. I don't think I've cut any asbestos with that thing. <laughs> it was a freshie. But you're yeah. obsessed with bone in, aren't you, Josh? He likes bones yeah, and things. Yeah, it's a game changer for you in me. Yeah, look, uh, especially and I'm, I'm. You can't say that you you, you notice the difference in the flavours, surely, in the rump. Been bone in chops or, oh, or just back right. chops. Yeah. Tastes different. Tastes yeah. way different. It's better. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And it's kind of nice having like <laughs> structure in the meat while you're cooking on a barbie. Yeah, like the structure of the bone. Yeah, I don't know. Just is. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't take you serious with the fucking poo in your moustache. Really? Yeah. It looks like, yeah, you've got like it a looks like tiny fleck of feces in your oh, I'm leaving it there. It's, that's going to be my that's gonna be my halfway through the podcast, my coffee shot. I'll just be licking the poop from around my lips. What is that, Hanky, the Christmas poop? Oh, Mr. Hanky. Yeah, he looks it. like a mental patient. Mr. Hanky or me? The pit of poo. You with your poo moustache. Your poo-mo. Hey, man, some people are into poo stuff. That's Josh. Oh, you're playing Josh tonight. No, I'm yeah. playing Josh. No, I'm playing Josh. Like, I'm, I've got do, poo on my face and I'm Josh. I do wonder if people are actually into scat. Like they're actually into Yeah, man. People are. There's, yes, people actually are. And have, those people not, have a script. Have you those. come across anything in your. As in. As in, in actually, my watch. In hang, on, hang on. Like there's a couple of videos that have been circulating, like <laughs> with just some fucked up shit on it. When you say come across, you mean have you. He Been intimate with someone that's into poo stuff, poo yeah. players that would. Yeah, never, never poopy play. It's never, it's never come across my desk. Put it that way. It's never. <laughs> this is one of those things where, like, I've always said, like, don't knock it till you try it, but just not poo. I don't think I'd even want to try it. Like, just the smell alone would be like. I mean, Jesus! I nearly killed Hayden yesterday on the drive home. And then, like, imagine, <laughs> hang on, be like, when how? I, when I farted, oh, I, I didn't. Yeah. And then I did proceed to shit in his house, and he can't go down the back end of his house now for at least two weeks. <laughs> it was terrible. It was like the ultimate Mickey D's, and no, it was Hungry Jacks and coffee. Oh, you stopped off at Hungry Jacks? Oh, you? yeah, man. Yeah, we did. I ordered, I ordered like fifty dollars worth of food, and probably ate about forty dollars worth of it, and then realised I'd fucking ordered way more than I could eat. 
Is that why you're not drinking tonight? That is exactly why I'm not <laughs> drinking tonight because I feel like a fat fuck. <laughs> yeah, we just had a coffee on the way home. That was it. We did. Mm-hmm. I did ask if you wanted to stop, but I got no reply from you, you must the have, back seat. Well, you must have done it while I had headphones in <laughs> editing our podcast. No, I did it multiple times. I was editing the pretty much the whole trip. As we were driving, <laughs> yeah, like, as we were coming in multiple Adelaide, times in the span of 10 minutes while you had your headphones on. I even said, are you hungry, to which you replied when we got uh, just off the, the freeway in Adelaide. Wow. And you were like, no, I'm all right. So I've learned to auto-drive. Auto-drive? Oh, What's auto-drive. What's the... Autopilot. Autopilot. Conversations auto-pilot with you. responses. Just <laughs> I've learned to autopilot what's, what's conversations. That, what was that ad for when that bird that bird puts the bird on the phone? When that lady puts the parrot on the phone, the phone's like, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't R-A-A? remember. I, I think it is the RAA. It's probably insurance, yeah. Oh, something like that. That was yeah. funny. Yeah, wow. That that, was, that's that's obscure as fuck. Yeah. I barely remember that. It's like you know, getting autopilot responses. You can put a fucking parrot on the phone. Fuck, it was my parrot, but like, oh, you sick cunt. <laughs> Actually, that's quite funny because this week's topic is, and it's a bridge that I kind of could go into, but this week's topic is. Well, you're making the segue. You may as well do it now. Come on, mate. Is, We've led you into it this far. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Yay. <laughs> well done. I'll, I'll, I'll clap that bloody segue, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. Someone said cunt and you said see you next Tuesday. Well, well done. This is kind of why I wanted to get, like <laughs> just jump in. This is going completely off of our performer, but that's okay. What's, um, what's wow, whoa, well, hang on. Are we are we like ad libbing now? Are we is this is this like That's not allowed? It's, isn't it? Oh it shit. Is. Someone called Camp Mum. <sighs> right, someone, someone go. give me a subject. You don't, oh, yeah. Scat. Give me a place. What's that fucking the thing that they do in drama class where you improv? Improv. That's it. (laughs) Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. (laughs) Saskatchewan. What? He's on a horse. (laughs) Who's a horse? (laughs) Saskatchewan. It's a place in it's a Canada. It's a, yeah, it's a place in Canada. <laughs> That's why it's funny. And I didn't know that, but thank you very much. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. I'm trying to, I'm That's trying like, to bridge. That's bridge like a improv. pretty wrong fucking joke right there. No one knows what's going on. I think I like the alcohol better. I, I, need, I, need, I need absolute silence, please. <laughs> Shut up. I need absolute silence. <laughs> Have you seen 21 Drums Jump Street? Yes, but I don't oh, remember sure. movies and commit them to fucking memory what like you do. What do you mean? I've watched them once, I move on, I forget them. Unless they're really good and worth watching second time. But you can recall information about capital cities like you fucking have a dictionary in front of you. <laughs> exactly. I don't I retain certain information not other. I have to do make you have room like a somewhere. file in your brain where you're like, yeah, delete that, delete that, delete that. That's what happens when you're organized. Yeah. You organise your brain as well. But I feel like you just know less. <clears throat> I actually feel dumb. <laughs> like, I actually uh, like I operate at a level, but I actually feel dumb compared to what I used to, and I don't know why. Like I'm just so much less sharp and my general knowledge and being up on world events is just gone to shit. Like sometimes like listening back to last week's episode and you were talking about 
bloody Sentinel Island and you just knew about it and I'm like, yeah. Oh, fuck, I didn't know a thing. I'd never heard of it. I can slip <laughs> And I feel like I'm we're slipping. All, we're all catching Read up. Read a fucking book, mate. <laughs> I actually feel like I'm slipping. Like, I right. used to be quite well read what and up on everything. Not, not as intellectually stimulated. Not having anyone tickle see, your brain pickle. See, I find this the opposite, man, with, with uh, YouTube these days. And, okay, you can't take everything on YouTube as fact, so you cross-reference it with whatever other sources you can. But I find that... Like, there's that much information now that's so easily accessible, and you can just you can learn a lot and and know a lot. I mean, you might only know like cue cards amount of information, but it's enough to trigger, I don't know, a conversation, or it's enough to trigger mm. sort of you know, oh, interesting something in your memory. Something interesting. Mm. Yeah, I don't even use YouTube as a reference at all. I just go direct to credible sources because otherwise you've got to watch YouTube. They'll raise points, then you've got to find the sources, which you normally yeah, in the fucking... Half the time, I don't even know if I'm fucking interested into it unless it comes up on my feed in YouTube. Like, I'm not going to go out and Google fucking Sentinel Island, but if it comes up on my feed and then I, like, listen to a thing about it and then jump online and read about it, well, So you cool. only pay attention to what the algorithm tells no, you? No, no, no. I, I Google stuff as well. Do you subscribe um, to things on YouTube? I do. I do, actually, yeah. And some of it's like weird shit, like sciencey shit. Like there's a dude that and his missus that in the states that do like kids' science experiments, pretty much. But fuck, they're cool to watch. So you watch kids' TV <laughs> on YouTube? No, they're like just, my six-year-old does the same thing. They're just like random things that that they like. Oh, this is what you can do if you mate if you've got this and this and this in your house. You combine them like this. It makes fucking. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like weird. the new age, like, kids' TV programs is YouTube channels. There's heaps of them like that. And there's most of the time it's just, like, adults that are getting on board the fucking YouTube yeah, but, train. Yeah, but I wouldn't have known what those items have done, what would do when they're mixed together, Ooh. unless it was for that. Caleb's just tonguing his fucking his dangleberry on his lip. His name's Ryan, by the way. <laughs> what did I call him? I mean, you might remember random things off YouTube, but at least I remember people's <laughs> names. All over the place you today. called Ryan Caleb. Yeah. No, isn't it backwards day? No, I'm Josh. Only, only. No, he's Josh. You're Caleb. Only for comedic effect. Well, who are you then? Ryan. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. No, I'm. Jesus. You know when, <laughs> you know when, like you're the smartest right man in the room. You should leave. Yeah, I need to do that. Fucking mic drop again. Oh, I haven't told that joke before. It's <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> I tell jokes. <laughs> Sometimes it's not a good thing. <laughs> you are a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like your fucking Nazi haircut you just got. <clears throat> I'm trying to grow my hair long, and it's just not happening, man. So we need to describe your haircut now. You've got a what? A, is it? It's not a. So I normally get a skin fade, a zero fade. I normally get. You've got zero. I'm assuming all the way up to your hair. It's not a fade. You've just gone zero up to long hair. Nope, it's a fade. You've got like the the. El- There's no 60s fade involved, man. Elvis like curl thing going on as well in the front of you. I, I see no fade. I see zero all the way up to the top of your head, which on top of your head is long hair. No, it's a fade. It's just my my hair on the top of my head is that long. It's just but looks ridiculous. He arrived freshly showered when he got here, he and did. it looked like he'd brilloed his not uh, not brillo brill cream like they used to do back in 
the 30s and what, 40s. Brill, brill? Brill, brill cream. Brill cream. You know when dudes crease? have like the hair slicked back? It's called brill cream. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I like, don't know that. Oh, like greasing your hair. Like yeah, greasing that. your yeah, hair. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah slicked yeah. back. And Josh looked like he just had brill cream on his hair. Oh, that's why you got the little cowlick thing in your Oh, yeah. mate, you'll rock in the 60s tonight, I tell you what. Yeah, boy. He's a little bit third Give right. me a little bit of barbershop. Oh, that's sort you of 40s, isn't it? You want me to cut your hair? <laughs> anyway, if we keep waffling on like this, it will be Tuesday. It's currently Monday. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, fuck it, because like just getting like oh, the quick. Segue. Oh, you were going on a you were going on a tangent. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I was going on a tangent, and I think I, I think I may have mentioned this in the podcast before, but I, I just wanted to ask you when it was acceptable that calling someone a cunt became normal. I actually remember the. First time I heard someone use the the word cunt. In a derogatory term or a friendly term? In a friendly term. When? It was on site. So I got my first job in construction when I was 18 and it was about six months in. I was on site. There was a, the dude doing the site cleanup. It was like an old dude. He was like had to be pushing 60, trekking around with a cigarette in his mouth and he just called people cunts. <laughs> like didn't say people. He's like, oh, you know, those cunts over there. This, that, and like this is like little old Christian me who's, well, not little old Christian me, but I, I hadn't really because in school we went to a Christian school and like it wouldn't really, wasn't really used when I was in high school. Yeah, if someone did use it, it'd be like what? Yeah, Shit, lock down the school. Yeah, I mean, like every other every other curse and foul language and all that sort of stuff, but the word cunt, not really, not in the circles that I associated with anyway. And then this dude was just, and I was just like. It was so flipping what? with it. Yeah. And then I also remember the first time I used foul language in just a social environment as well. <laughs> that was when I was 16. <laughs> and it was it whilst you were on stage performing at church. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, actually, I have done that. <laughs> yeah. No, this is in, like this is outside of it. And like, I don't know, because when, when you go to church, you sort of stick around those, those social groups. You don't really – to hang out with people that aren't Christians. You're in a bubble with losers. You are in a fucking bubble. And when I started working at Bilo when I was – I think I might have been 15. <laughs> fucking Bilo, man. Your Bilo existed then. Yeah. Bilo before it became Coles, before it became fucking Woolworths or whatever it is. No, I was night shift, mate, at Bilo. Scoot down to Bilo, do me three hours on Thursday and get paid 12 bucks. It's great. For three hours? Or no, $12, $12 bucks, an hour? No, I wasn't even on that. I wasn't like – $11 something. I think it was like $11.28 or something weird an hour. Jeez, that's all right. It's been in Red Rooter. Yeah, it was night shift as well. Yeah, you get paid. You get paid more. I had to work yeah. till like at least 9.30 at night and have my, <laughs> my mum come pick me up. <laughs> but the um, demographic of associates changed. Yeah, it did. Yeah, so like there was this, there was this older – there was like the night shift assistant manager or something and they were like carrying on. It was my second day that I was working there. And I remember standing in the aisle, like stacking the shelves. Now I talked about something, and they're like, "Oh, oh, that's all right. It's a bit, it's a bit fucked." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. oh, it's a bit fucked." Like I didn't even say fuck. I couldn't even bring myself to do it. And then she looks at me and she goes, "It's all right for you to swear, Ryan." Yeah. And that was the first time in my life that someone had told me that it's okay to swear. Wow. <laughs> and I was, like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm like, it, it's, it's. Fucked. Fucked. It's fucked. <laughs> fucked. It's fucked. Shit cunt motherfucker. And then from there it was all downhill. <laughs> yeah, it was a 
Steep I, I like I, I spiraled steep. out of control from there, man. I tell you what. Steep. Once you've said it once in certain environments, it's like it's like a almost if you get away with it, it's just permission, and then it just suddenly rolls off the tongue. Then like it's just yeah, yeah. Every I, day, well, I used to cop it from my parents pretty bad when we swore. Like, and if I swore at my parents, look out, man. That was like look out. Yeah. Look when was out. the first time you swore in front of your mum? I reckon I actually said fuck you to my mum, and that was the first time she heard me swear. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, insight to Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. <laughs> that was a very aggressive child. You kiss your mum with that mouth. <laughs> Needless to say, I was not the favourite. Wow. What about you, Caleb? Because your family is quite strict, and I'm going to just jump in here. When I was younger and, and I used to carry around to your house, you were allowed to use the word crap. Yes. And in my family, crap was a swear word. Oh, look out. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was allowed to use crap when I was a kid. Is that what yeah. you mean by swear? Because I always we word crap in front of my mum. No, I just want to be a family defined as a swear shit word. Or yeah. Whatever, nah. so. yeah, crap was all right. But were you always allowed crap or was it one of those things that no, we always allowed? No, it was allowed crap. That was pretty much the strongest word that got used around home. Mum always dropped swear words, like it's almost on special occasions. She would just roll with something. As in like just – Oh, mum would drop an F-bomb. Like, heat, but it would be like an extreme situation of like anguish and she'd fuck. She'd oh, that. like the way you're saying I'm thinking like she'd just sit with a glass of wine and she's like, had a fucking good day today. But no, <laughs> in, in, gen, in general, my parents don't swear. So when I'm around them, I yeah. don't swear. Yeah. Oh, my mum swears like a bloody troop. Well, not a trooper, but she's got a potty mouth on her now as well. See, that's the other thing. What did your mum and dad swear when you were young? No, not at all. My yeah. dad still doesn't. So it's it's becoming socially like just accepted these days. Oh, it's commonplace. I didn't I didn't hear my dad swear until I was probably about fifteen or sixteen and I dropped a sheet of iron on his arm when we we're trying to lift it up and it sort of slipped because I couldn't hold it because I was like up a ladder and I was trying to help him. And, yeah, it, like, slipped out of my hand and it sort of landed on his arm. It didn't cut him or anything, but that's the first time I heard him swear. What did he say? Fuck. Oh, he pulled out the big gun straight away. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So up until then I'd never heard him. I'd heard mum every now and then, but, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was just, I don't know. And then. <laughs> I reckon I heard the first time I, I heard my mum swear was when she called me a little shit. Yeah, <laughs> little shit. Oh I never, I never really was used to. Six hours and fifty-one minutes old. <laughs> my first job after uni is when I started swearing a lot because everyone at work swore a lot. Really? Yeah, and there was a lot of frustrated people. So, where, where sw- which job was that? First job after uni. Is that when you were working oh, in graphic yeah, design for, for the big comp for the graphic. big the big packaging company? I'm not a graphic designer. I'm an industrial keep, designer. Keep, industrial designer. I keep telling everyone you're a graphic designer. I reckon I told a the large packaging company that I used to work for. People swore a lot. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, like, like warehouses and construction, and there's probably like the two of the most potty mouth industries you can work in. Mm. Unless yeah, it's all the factory born, boys did. You know, even in the office, like in design where I worked. How'd you go around women, man, or swearing with women in the workplace? There was one female that worked with us, and she was pretty quiet and didn't say anything, so we sort of just did it anyway. 
And the worst, the worst was an ex-army bloke, and he swore a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's just common language yeah. in the army. But then, like most of the women where I worked, were all trying to sort of make their way in a very male-dominated environment. So anyone who got offended easily or couldn't put up with a bit of swearing and carry on very quickly exited working there. And all the women that were there were real fucking weathered bitches who were just trying to be like, well, I'm going to stick it to the blokes, you and your fucking boys club. Like out to prove prove a point. point but yeah. yeah, so they could all handle it. A lot of them swore as well. I didn't really work with women uh, until like there was that chick at Bilo, but she was like, yeah, she was rough, funny as hell, but rough. I didn't really work with women until uh, until like the last next last probably six years, I reckon, because I'm just in construction. And was that the five minutes where you made your son? <clears throat> yeah, um, it was three minutes to be exact. <laughs> Two minutes to wash myself, so it was, I suppose five minutes all up. Use the sink. Thank you for asking. Someone swore during that briefing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something along the lines of "fuck's sake, not again." Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, business as usual. Yeah, haven't never really worked with. with oh, sorry. Now nah, there was this one chick who was a chippy who rocked up at a job that I was doing, and. She would just wear short shorts and a bra to work. Short shorts, a bra, tool belt. Never saw her lift a fucking hammer or a nail gun, but she had a potty mouth on her as well. So I remember you talking about this girl. Yeah, a few times actually. She she was she was good looking. Like she was young. She was definitely like just you know you get how you get a vibe from a girl when she flirts with everyone. You look at her and you're like, yeah, she's a, a few croissants short of a fucking continental. So you sort of steer clear. Like real over the top mm. sort of girl. She was like that. Like she seemed nice. But Darwin was littered with those type of chicks, man. And like you'd meet them, they'd be like, "How you fucking going, cunt?" You'd be like, "Oh god, see ya." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're describing a fucking crackhead from from the north. No, but- that was like the posh areas, mate. He was like, "What the fuck?" Catch ya. <laughs> yeah. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. The army was just common practice, man. Like, like a similar thing, man. Like, yeah, Christian household, you know, seventeen, getting the the big wide world, and there's a dude just standing there calling you a fucking dickhead and this and that, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I, I think within a week, like the brainwashing was complete. Oh yeah, you assimilate into you, you surrounds. Yeah, I, I think. I think, like, one, swearing is fun, but I don't think <laughs> – two, I don't think cunt has become so commonplace until maybe – or certainly for me, certainly the last nah, five years. you and your missus say it all the time we, in conversation. We do, but that's – I mean <laughs> – That's commonplace I'm, maybe? Yeah, I know, but I've been with her maybe, f- what are we, four years? Yeah, it's been. I think it's been in com- more commonplace in four years. Oh, it's just Australian. Like Australians are the most potty mouth people. But I'd say the last six years I've used it. Like because to me it still was. I'd I'd drop the f bomb all the time, but cunt was still like that next level that I reserved for special of- occasions. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's just part of my vernacular. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what? 
I reckon it's only of late that I've sort of had more usage of the word cunt because typically I wouldn't. But then since we started saying on the podcast, like over the weekend, it was like sliding out like bloody melted butter out of a pot. We've, it's just, we're desensitised to it. Like it's yeah. got no power. It's got no like, oh, shit, that's that's a bad word. Mm. It's, not yeah, a, but it's think, just a word. Like I think it's, it's an expression. Also, it's a exclamation. Well, that, use, they, use fuck as a comma. I mean, that's an Australian thing. Like you'd be halfway through a conversation and be like, oh, yeah, fucking. Um, it's like a thinking moment that you take and you just yeah, naturally say Instead it. of um or ah. Uh, Could yeah, you like, actually fuck. replace it? Could you replace saying um with fuck? Fucking. Can you just say fucking? Instead of you, um, you do mm, fuck. No, it's the no. no say fucking say instead fuck. of um. Say fucking. Then fucking. I wouldn't have to edit the podcast <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, like this one time, I fucking went to the beach and fucking yeah, that was the pretty good and nah, fucking. I swear too much as it is on this podcast. <laughs> so no. See, it's funny because I actually there was a a a thing on Netflix that was that was a. Uh, Basically, it was a series about how uh, swear words, uh, and I don't know how they bridged this, but they, they were saying it is actually linked to high IQ. <laughs> I've heard that. I, 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 come, I come away like cheering like a champ. Oh, I was yeah. like, fuck, <laughs> fucking yeah! Einstein, bitches. <laughs> so you reckon those f- fine women in Darwin have yeah. a high IQ? They go home and do calculus. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> Who knows? I don't think so. Fucking go home and do some fucking quantum physics, fuckers. Yeah. We've certainly narrowed our our range of uh, of words that we use swearing. That's for sure. We certainly don't go, you know. I don't even know. It's like limited vocabulary, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. There's a comedian who actually does a breakdown of the word shit and all the different context. I think he's like from Finland or somewhere like that. And he, he all his comedy is about the idiosyncrasies of the English language. And he does a, a thing on shit, like to give shit to someone versus to give a shit. So if I'm yeah. giving you shit, I'm, then I can I'm having a go shit. at you. But if I give a shit, then I care. But then I can give you some shit and that's the shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. It's the shit means it's really good mm. versus it's shit means it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> it's, it's like it's like Australian for the Australian equivalent of forget about it. You've seen, seen that movie? It's like forget about it. It's like interchangeable. Like a New Yorker. Yeah. It's like oh, it's a gangster movie. I can't remember what the fuck it was, but it's like it's like this bit in it where they're like, "Forget, about forget about it. it. You're not forget about it. Now nah, forget about it." Like the way that they say it, with the, in what context means something different. But yeah, like this, you're right. Shit, but like fuck is another one. Yeah, fuck's huge. Yeah, and no, cunt. No fuck. That's, that's like, I give a fuck. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Fucked up. Get fucked. Get fucked up. So if something, yeah, to get fucked up, if something is fucked up, you fucked up. Yeah. The one that gets me is Americans' use of it when they go, I don't fuck with that, which to us means we don't mess with it, like yeah. we don't. But if someone if someone goes, I'm, I fuck with that, or in American, it means that they get around it. Uh, what? Yeah. Is that like the new age, I'm down with that? 
Man, that's I, just weird. As in, I fuck it's with weird. that. It's weird. It's a fake. Fuck. I, what is it? I fuck with that or I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm like fuck so oh, they might go oh, like, oh, yeah, I fuck with LeBron. Okay. Okay, if you're into that, that's cool. <laughs> so to us, that means we, we he, fucking hang shit on LeBron. Fucking... Like we do something mean to LeBron, but in America it means like they get around LeBron. They love him. I mean, context. Con- con- it's context. weird. <laughs> that's, the one, that's the one thing I can't. Yeah, I yeah that's, that's a bit weird. Mm. It is. Just, <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a weird subject because like we all swear and it's not PC and you still have these companies that don't really adopt it and then suddenly you've got fucking Northern Territory. So you next Tuesday, cunts. Like, oh, well, they left that off the sticker, I'm pretty sure. That is yeah. some of the best advertising I've ever seen though. It stuck and they tried to get rid of it and it still stuck. I don't know how. They approved that campaign. Because <laughs> like, as I said, man, like the like just the average people in Darwin. It's looser. Up there. It's looser it's up there. Loose. What's the name of the paper they in Darwin? Them different. There's a paper, newspaper, and they've always got like oh yeah, yeah like innuendo in their headlines and stuff. Uh, like, we're gonna like. I can't say I read too many papers in Darwin, but uh, it's no, but the. It, it pops up in the news all the time about what the Darwin newspaper has as a headline on the front page because it's usually absurd or some sort of innuendo. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Sorry. Northern Territory, the Daily. Oh, fuck. The Daily Fuck. Daily Fuck. <laughs> the Daily Fuck. Nah, I can't. I'm, it's, not, it's not. Maybe normal. it's just the Northern Territory News. I, th- yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, like, they're never going to get rid of it. Every Australian from now on will know the see you next Tuesday. So we'll see you in the NT, sorry. <laughs> see you. So see, see you next enough. Tuesday. It's become interchangeable. Northern yeah. Territory News? I'm half yeah, reading it off the sheet. Yeah. News, I reckon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, let's, I just I want, to, want to be a fly on the wall for the pitch for that see you in the NT. Oh. There was a lot of long necks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably at the Cass because that's the swankiest place in yeah, town. Right. Between hands. It's like, Fuck. hey, fucking Bazza, Bazza, got this fucking idea, eh? Got this idea and it's 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 cunt. Whilst <laughs> they're playing <laughs> the pokies. Yeah, we get it. In thongs and shorts. Yeah. And a singlet. But they've got a whiteboard there which makes it an official fucking business meeting. With chalk in their ear. Writing on the whiteboard yeah. in chalk. <laughs> it was a government campaign, yeah. Like, it was, yeah. Like their their they version had, of the tourist, Tourism Commission or something. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. They had like oh. ad campaigns all over the country. But that reminds yeah. me of that other ad, actually, that that chick did. Or was that the – That's the South Australian one, isn't it? No, no that might have been the Lara Bingle. Yeah. yeah. Was that the, the bloody hell are you? Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. How that then suddenly became un-PC. What? Where the bloody hell are you? Yeah. No, that wasn't – Nah, yeah, good. it went through like it's hype and then it was like, oh, can't use that language. Fucking. As in the word bloody. Died. Yeah. Where the bloody hell are you? Sis could shed a cans out and someone was fucking jealous. Oh, mate, they bingled that one up, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking, let's move on. <laughs> let's, get into the, let's get into see you next Tuesday. Top that, of breakdown. That was it. That was my breakdown. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why. Fuck I you, Pete Gurley. That's what she said. So that's you've gone, said you've done, what... you've jumped in, done the topic intro for me, and then just gone straight into your topic. Yeah, sorry, I and completely said, 
stuff this run sheet, I'm going to go first. <laughs> I just said this at the start, mate. I love how you did that, actually. You floated it just as a general discussion, <laughs> yeah. just to see how it went. And we've talked for a while about it, so you're like, I'm going to claim that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my topic break. Be honest, you had fucking nothing, didn't you? <laughs> no, that you was, nothing, that was, and then we've just fucking no, lifted you up onto our backs. That was, that was exactly what I was going to do. I was going to just etch this in, see where it went, and I was like, yep, good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the dog ate your homework. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well played. Well played. All right. So I guess that leaves it up to me. Um, <laughs> Ryan's like, oh, you took what I was going to say. Got uh, I, I, uh, I went down a rabbit hole with this one and, and I actually got quite angry, um, like seriously angry. About Did it involve canals? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> you're going to regret making that joke after you find out what it is that I'm talking about here. <laughs> So, see you next Tuesday, you know, cunt. So, I was like, who are the cuntiest people in the fucking world? <laughs> Let's go down that rabbit hole. Let's find out what right fucking cunts there are. And so, like, I found, like, the normal, like, your, your standard group, Putin. Hitler, Stalin, Putin. Uh, Stop like Putin in the ass. Inspiration for Joshua. Basically, Baker. like, dictators throughout history. And there was, like, and then went down the rabbit hole of, um, like, crime and, and that sort of thing. And I stumbled onto a uh, an article that was comparing like the worst people in the world to criminals and criminal organisations, and then I fucking went down a rabbit hole and ended up stumbling on a pedophile. Um, I don't know, like it's, it's a website. Advocating for pedof- pedophilia, dude. The ADF are going to be on your fucking doorstep in a second. Oh, dude! Like, and it was it, but the way that it went into it was this guy had a has a, a, hey, hang on, keep going. Sorry. So I did not, as in it was actual pedophiles website. It was a, a article about pedophilia and people that are advocating for it. Okay, so. Yeah, let me let me clarify that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I wasn't looking Ryan's at kitty like, for, kitty check porn. out my Tinder profile. This chick's into me. She says she's 23. <laughs> but, bro, you've been stung. <laughs> no, no, no. So Starts with a two it was an article, that a, an article that a guy had written about a pedophile and how much he hates this pedophile and thinking that he was the worst in the world, like he was a right cunt. And he left a couple of links and I followed the links and he was like, it's outlined this group called the North American Man Boy Love Association. What? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Nambler. Nambler. Yeah, it's an actual organisation. So you might you guys might be familiar with Pi. You ever heard of them? Pi. Yeah, the Pedophile Information Exchange. No. They're one of the most controversial ones. Um they are, I think they're from England or the UK. They were established in nineteen seventy four and then disbanded in nineteen eighty four, but were a le- legitimately a um pedophile advocacy group and organization that ran for pol- political positions and they were allowed to run. So Mate, this is dark, but also yeah, yeah I can see. Yeah, you got so I, I like. I was like, "Fucking hell! This is this has got to be no, this has got to be a fucking joke." So I did a little bit more digging. So in in that sort of stream stream of um, advocates existing, so this uh, Nambler was established in 1978. So it was around the same time in New York, and it was its whole purpose was to legalize. Um, sex with children, and they didn't hide that at all. So they 
and they still exist today. They have a website and there's like a bit of grey area and very sort of no real names are used and they don't really divulge any information about who the people are. But it was last updated in May this year. And there's donations. There is a complete organisation behind this. I don't know how big it is, but there's a couple of documentaries that, you know, if you punch into Google, um, like Nambla documentaries, there's a couple of them. And if you go to their website, they've got details on how they operate and how to make donations and how to advocate for changing current laws. And there's this massive spiel about uh, incarcerated people that are saying they're hard done by. Yeah, they're hard done by. And and so on their website, they, their main aim it says is to denounce ageism. Like it's, and they've, they've jumped on the whole um, LGBTQ, whatever, um, bandwagon yeah, piggyback, yeah, they yeah. piggybacked on that, and and that's. I mean, this is something I think everyone can agree with is fucked up. Like these guys are the biggest fucking cunts in the world, mm. and I say guys because it primarily is men, and these this uh, website is targeted towards men and, and boys and whatever. But they specifically say in their website that they are against the age of consent laws. They believe that children should be able to consent to having sexual relations with others at any age. They haven't specified which age at all, if if any limit applies at all. And they have um, prison programs that people can sign up to to essentially be pen pals with people that have been convicted of crimes associated with this sort of stuff and support them and reaffirm that they haven't done anything wrong. And they actually mention in a couple of articles that they've got about this, that the pictures that they are sending these inmates get confiscated because they don't meet standards. And they're right, there's some bullshit spiel about how um, they think it was appropriate and there's nothing inappropriate or what they send and they, you know, some bullshit fucking trying to explain away why it gets taken. But the scenario screams absolute fucking... This sounds fucking terrible. It is. It is terrible. It is fucking terrible. Look, this should never, ever, 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 even remotely be allowed. I do think it is a cultural thing because there are certain cultures that will marry off their daughters uh, at a young, young age to older men. I think that's 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 more of a cultural um, traditionalism, and yeah, but that that's not right either because it, uh, oh, we're talking like as young as twelve. Uh, and mm. those, those those young girls don't even know. Well, you know, it used to be as soon anyway. as you got your period off, you go, you're old enough. Yeah, between the ages of 12 and 14, something like that. Um, and, and that's Typical. that's barbaric and, and outdated in itself and it should stop. And so all this needs to be stopped. And if we don't draw the line, and we've sort of allowed that line to be Changed with the LGBT community or, or blurred. blurred. Yeah. I, okay. um, and look, I'm not saying that, like, for or against uh, gays and lesbians or whatever. That's, you know, love who you want to love. But there certainly needs to be a clear line yeah. in the ground of age. Well, there's, there, <clears throat> I think, a good example of the lines starting to be blurred is the sexual education programs. Not even sexual education programs. They were, they were put through private uh, public schools in South Australia under the guise of being safe. What do they call it? Safe schools program. Shine or something. Yeah, was. which was, again, 
manipulative wording being used mm-hmm. to disguise what's being taught, that introdu- introducing young kids in like grade two and three, four, even fucking up to year five and six to that kind of sexualization and doing it in a way that promotes um, gay, lesbian, fucking pansexual, it incorporates all of the whatever you want to call it in inside of that box does gray exposes them to concepts which they would never yeah that's even it. think yeah. of or come across if it weren't for that program basically 100% some of it's even reinforced by the parents and a lot of time that's the mother and that is um, fucked the, up the, the mother's certainly i've seen it a couple times now and heard it a few more times the mothers are pushing their their typically it's sons as well Sons into the fact that they're actually a girl, and Those, that, you know, man, the mothers that I have, and this is purely oh, anecdotal. Crikey. The mothers that I've met, what's the matter? That are like that. Uh, what's the matter? Hey, what you said, crikey? Are we needing to edit something there? Oh, sorry, man, I'm allowed to fucking make an exclamation at oh, no. this fucking dark topic now. No, is dark. Would you prefer yeah. I said cunt? No, I th- no, it sounded like oh, crikey, I've got to edit something out now. Sorry, going wrong. Crocky, we're on some we're on some deep shit. Deep, yeah, yeah, man. But it's yeah, it's, it's one of those things that's just I, I don't know. This is something that I didn't know anything about. There's there's this sort of thing exists in our Western civilized world where mm-hmm. there is laws absolutely against this. But the fact that these sorts of things can exist and be allowed to exist inside the realm of our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's just it's mind mind boggling. There's been some psychological papers uh, actually done on uh, children that were abused at a young age, and they say that it's the equivalent of a so- soldier fighting in war. The trauma that the child received. Oh yeah, oh, shit sure. yeah. Um, and the uh, yeah the the traumatic stress it can have, obviously, forever. These websites obviously understand. All the loopholes they need to, yeah. or all the boundaries that they can promote what they want to promote without getting locked up, getting taken down, and I'm sure they all are anonymous. I'm sure they're there's being no watched. names at all for a very good reason because you wouldn't want to be mm. seen as promoting that because it's not accepted in society, nor should it ever be. But it's just very interesting with the whole freedom of speech stuff that they can basically advocate for something that universally look we should never censor 99.9% of people would go that's fucked yeah we should never censor speech but there there needs to be some clear rules and and stopping like say if you've been abused the chances are you abusing are actually greater than as if you weren't uh, so it's a perpetual thing that you can actually cut down the percentage of it happening a lot by stopping it uh, generation generationally. I um, think just just to clarify, <laughs> the the data on that is uh, to clarify what you're saying. A majority of people who do commit those sorts of things. I'm not saying abused. everybody. Yeah, you don't I'm, mean. I'm just saying just, that because the way you word it, sound like you said, if you get abused, you will abuse other people. No, no, no. The chances are, if you uh, uh, get abused, the chances of you abusing are greater. Uh, so we can we can cut down this percentage of abuse uh, and this percentage of these like-minded people 
uh, in the future. We can't we can minimise that if we if we stop it now, we can stop the generational uh, pattern happening. It's yeah, it's a repeat um, pattern, but it's. Mm. What I'm saying is it's not if you get abused, the chances are higher. It's just the majority of people that do abuse people have been abused themselves. So we need to clarify what you're saying there because it, So that would be exactly the same, the same thing. thing? No, it's not. This is the same it's a different it is thing. The same that's thing. saying that everyone who gets abused has a higher chance of abusing someone else, but the people that have been caught abusing other people, a greater majority of them – have been abused themselves. Because <laughs> the, the same yeah, thing. no, it's not. It's put, different. Put your because, thing down, flip it, and reverse it. It's the same fucking thing no, said two different ways. No, it's not. Because hundred percent. No, it's not. Because you're saying that they. Because the way that they'd figure that out is that they have to get everyone who's ever been abused, and then go. All right. Well, how many people have you abused? And then if that correlates with a greater number, then that's how they figure it out. But, well, you but people that are prosecuted and put in jail for abuse. They will typically, yes, turn around and say yeah. that, yeah, I've been abused. But you don't know how many people that have been abused that haven't abused someone else. That's what I'm saying. That's why you can't say that if you've been abused, the chances of you are, are that you abuse someone else. <laughs> no, you can. You can yeah. still say that. Okay. You, 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 still, you still can say that. I'm com- I'm it's really it's not wrong either way. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think you guys will follow what I'm saying. No, I'm 100% following what you're saying, but it is it's just the same thing said two different ways. Oh, well, let's agree to disagree with that one. <laughs> well, look, you know, either way, we can we can cut down the effects of it and then essentially cut these, these groups out of society because there's no place for them in one mind. Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. man. Like there's there seems to be – like this is just one that I found, but there's mention of others and it has links – so there's, it's like a little fucking bubble that people that are into this sort of it's, well, it's, it's, pro-pedophile it's, bullshit are into. It's weird how those people attract those kind of people. So I watched a documentary uh, from Louis Thoreau again and he did this pedophile uh, ring or syndicate or whatever you want to call it. He, he's done it twice now. Uh, I don't think they were the same groups. But there seems to be if you, if you, if you find one – they're connected to a series of other other yeah. pedophiles within certain areas or, or whatever. And the other thing that I just wanted to chuck in is they all look like fucking pedos too. <laughs> There's a fucking pedo look. They got a look. There's a look. That's I mean, that's true. All the pictures that are on this website were just like fucking sea <laughs> dudes. There's a look and you're like, oh. Ugh. Well, like it's funny you say that because – I mean, I mean well, it's not really related to that, but the modern term now for people like this is, is MAPS. You ever heard that term? MAP. MAPS. It's a, it's short for minor attracted person. So it's a term. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the They're change, trying to oh, jazz it up, yeah. Joe Dirt. And I shit you not, there are campaigns that exist now that are being funded that are trying to change the way that people perceive the word pedophile and trying to change it out from using the word pedophile oh, to God. MAPS. There's actually, I saw this on YouTube, it was a clip and a comedian does a thing about, there's actually, pedophile actually is specific to a certain age group and there's actually two other words for earlier ages. So if you're attracted to someone between ages of, I can't remember, I cannot remember what the words are, but say it was, if you're attracted to someone six to ten, there's another word, it's a something file. Say ten to fourteen, it's a something else file, and then fourteen to eighteen is a pedophile, 
And his joke was something around, and if you've taken the time to explain this, then you're going to sound like a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you actually know the yeah. specifics of what it is. And, yeah, you don't hear these other two files. I can't remember what the words are. but uh, Yeah, that's that's Pedophile is actually that. specific to a certain age range and there's there's other specific age, age ranges. Fuck. I mean, the, that term, MAPS, is explained as being the term for people who disdain from actually – Going through with it, having contact is the word that's used. So, so non-contact um, <laughs> people is what the words that again, like changing the the words used to make it sound less cunty. It still just sounds terrible. It is. It is me. terrible. Fucking terrible. And like, I mean, yeah, like the effect that this has. Do what, what do you think the punishment should be? Uh, anyone who. Carries out an act should be put to death like that because what? Not even chemical castration. Nah, fucking death. Don't worry about chemical. Yeah. Fucking chop them off. Well, the, nah, that's fucking barbaric. But yeah, nah. I don't. I don't give a shit, man. Because I would happily do time to anyone who's who hurt my children. I would fucking do, do time. time. Yeah, same. I'll do time as a as in I would put them down yeah. and do the time. Oh, fucking oath. Yeah, yeah. Fucking oath, man. <laughs> There's, yeah, there's the effect. Like people say, oh, you know, it's bad, it's bad. But if anyone who's actually met someone who has suffered any sort of sexual abuse in their life and heard the stories and the years that have gone by that they've suffered, just is terrible. Oh, it's it's terrible. It's fucking terrible. Like, yeah, it, it, no, I'll just kill them. Just fucking take them out back. One on the head, done. Yeah. No, they need to suffer. I think death is a bit easy. I think they should be chemically castrated and then locked up with restriction of privileges for life. Mm. One of that, one of those things is solitary confinement for an extended period of time. What about someone who is inclined that way but knows that it's wrong and seeks help for it? I That's think you'll find that most man. of the time these people aren't rehabilitated successfully. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything re- about that. Like, I He's I talking about someone that's that way inclined and has never done it but is attracted to them and that's a fucking fine line and I'd probably go to the docks and be like, yep, chemically castrate me, mate. Uh, yeah, that's what I'd be doing if I does was chemical in. castration have effect on – like does it delete the sex drive? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it's removing all the testosterone. Unless yeah. you're artificially putting hormones in your body, yeah, it's removing all the mm. testosterone in your body. So you know how you're a male and like you're sort of like, yeah, I'm a bit randy. I got crank one out. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sort of get that far for them. Okay, I have to look into that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, someone bring us up to actually a happy oh, note oh, quickly. Um, the guy that invented a fuck the the very first girl, oh, the guy that cracked the Enigma code. This isn't anything to do with pedophiles. So <laughs> sorry, he's actually was actually gay, and he chemically castrated himself in nineteen. Say that again. The guy who who cra- built the machine that cracked the Enigma code was gay, and he this got nothing to do with pedophiles. He ended up seeking medical help because he was gay. And at that time of like the, well the history upon. was very friendly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he actually uh, he actually opted to get chemically castrated. So this brilliant mind, uh, he ended up committing suicide, unfortunately. So this brilliant mind that that brought 
uh, that fucking saved millions of lives was put in a, in a situation like that, man. That's disgusting. Well, if he didn't save millions of lives and he was just a dude working in a steel factory, would you still feel the same? Yes. What do you Fuck, got, Caleb? That was uh, that was a real downer. Oh, bring it up <laughs> for us, bud. I, Fucking let's put some pep in your step. Bit of chili in your jap eye. Let's do it. I'm a bit hesitant to do my topic breakdown now Ooh. because of what he's just been talking about. <laughs> well, shoot for the stars, mate. <laughs> I'm, I, are, you, are you like cunt as in body parts? Is that where you're going down? <laughs> I mean, I can't think of anything else. It is the worst topic, to be honest. It's it's great. Or it's not... Well, my topic wasn't just, great. I mean, like, fuck, that came out wrong. Just not where Ryan went with it because I'm going to go see you next Tuesday is something I say to my daughters every fucking week because I have them every Tuesday night and every second weekend. So every week I'm saying to them, see you on Tuesday. We'll see you next Tuesday. Why don't we go straight to the DND and then come back to you? Hang on. Does that cross your mind? What? What? Like the like see see you in T when you're saying it to him. No, when you're saying see you next Tuesday. No, because it'll be see you on Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Like it's just it's my daughters. That doesn't come into my vernacular at all. Do they say yeah. see you next Tuesday to you? Yes, all the time. Can you abbreviate it for them? No, see you in T. Because they're six years old. Can, I would Uncle, can Uncle Josh do that? I would fucking <laughs> giggle like a little. Squ- Again, that was not. Oh man. <laughs> This is what I mean. Like that whole it's fucking sort of set a tone, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's really fucked where I was going to go. Do you want to go to ND and then we'll come back to you? That way we've got a bit of a break. We can we can talk about something. Jesus Christ, a little bit am more light All right, let's do ND. 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 Negligent discharge. Is this week's format? Oh, oh shit! Because it's all fucked up. You started that you started fucking it. train, mate. Caleb ended it. Uh, all right. Well, who's got ND? I've got ND, and um, well, it's me. It's always me. <laughs> I always <laughs> fuck shit up. <laughs> oh man! Now my um, my ND is I don't know if it's like an ND or if it's just a funny fucking moment, but. As I previously mentioned earlier in this podcast, I was out hunting with a bit of a bung knee and um, saw a deer. This is when I was chasing the deer, actually, and I was running after it. I typically would just hop fences. Like, I'm tall enough that I can just grab a post, jump, two legs straight over, no worries. I've, <laughs> I've gone to do this on a, an electric fence and I've taken a couple of – I totally forgot I had a, a bung knee. Taken a, a nice little run-up. And then the legs given out under me completely, and I've gone like almost as fast as I can run straight into this fence and like clean myself up, cut up my legs, and um, like completely rattled myself. Like I was like I was on the fucking floor, and I've gone what the fuck? And then I got up, and then I could see like Hayden's like walking down. He went through the gate like a normal person, and like laughing at me. What the fuck just happened there? Like oh yeah okay I see that. But yeah, that's. Um, did it shock you? Yeah, I reckon it did. Like I can't. I don't know. I don't remember. Like it, it happened so quickly, and it, all I just remember is pain. Because like my leg gave out, and then I gone whack into this fence, and I was sort of like sprawled down on the floor. You didn't hit the, the electric first. Did They're you? all electrified. 
all the fences. Oh, it was probably fucking giving me a good zap then. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you didn't. There wasn't like a an electric uh, line at at the the front. No, no, no. I didn't. No, it didn't zap me, and then I've I've gone. No, nah, because I had my hands on the tim, timber pole uh, that that was. Yeah, yeah, no, it was de- yeah, it's definitely a timber pole, and to like vault over it without mm-hmm. touching it, and I didn't even get to the whole jumping part because my leg just gave way. And you were doing this with your rifle in your hand? No, no, no. I put I carefully put the rifle over onto the other side of the fence, mm-hmm. so he could jump on it. So I could jump on it, and then it goes <laughs> off, and then you know that game where you shoot an arrow in the air, and the last one to move is the winner. It's kind of like that, but with a <laughs> rifle. Nah, I put my rifle down and like away from me, and then went to do a bit of a run up and just fucking ate shit like an absolute champion. <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, ouch! It hurts. Like I got a I massive cut down my leg now. I thought I don't know how you you had a bung knee from the fence. Not no, you went in with it. No, nah, no, I got a bung knee because I got pissed drunk and decided to dance like a dickhead and then did something in my knee. I woke up the next morning like, fuck, my knee hurts. And I just couldn't really Where walk. were you dancing? Oh, I was at my mate's house, oh. a couple of beers, and we were watching like, what's that song? Like Milf, Milf Money? The one with- By Fergie. Fergie, yeah. 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 You guys seen the film clip for that? No. I just remember milk, yourself milk being poured over breasts. I've not seen it. Oh, I've even heard the song. On. Yeah. Come on. You've seen it nope. multiple times. I don't, I don't even know the song. From all the time to be on YouTube. Sing, sing, the, sing the chorus. I used to live with you and I all I could hear from chorus. my bedroom was money. you playing video clips late at night. Sing sing the, the chorus. I literally don't know. I haven't heard it. The chorus is literally, I got that, I got that, I got that meal money. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I've never heard it, bro. Not once. Look I mean, up. I don't normally listen to that sort of music, but when I'm watching YouTube, I do. <laughs> it's Caleb, a gateway. Caleb doesn't watch it for the music. <laughs> well, he watches it we for were, the milk. We were just watching, what were we watching? Steel Panthers uh, <laughs> video clip. Party <laughs> like it's the end of the world. And it's, it's just, just tits and ass. Just tits in Well, it. somehow when it came out, it was not that version. That no. was the explicit version we just happened to And that was on YouTube. Happened across. Maybe YouTube's lowered its standards. YouTube. Yeah, see, this is the bullshit of our world. It censors some stuff, but then gratuitous drug taking and tits out, it's just, okay. It's just do. rock and roll, man. There is a warning at the start of the video. That makes it all okay. Yeah. Just like we have an explicit rating on this podcast. Makes it all okay. It does. It's fine. <laughs> you can listen to this. If you were nine years of age. I just, yeah, I don't get it. Anyone, like, fucking a a teenager, like a a young lad who's just discovering how much he loves the female body. Has Google. (laughs) Has Google. He's not going to be like, oh, fuck, I'm not 18. Yeah, probably probably shouldn't watch that. Oh, your phone is just (laughs) going. Somehow my Google (laughs) assistant is responding to your voice. Ah. Hey, Google, look up porn. He's just looked up. What the hell? He's just looked up This porn. is what I mean. Google is always listening. <laughs> nah, de- dead set. You're discovering your dick. You're looking fucking, you're typing in <laughs> two girls kissing. <laughs> Definitely on your Google search. What? Mate, you don't know what porn is I mean, at six years you're, old. You're not, so going you're, there. Start you're not going there. You're going no. or how to kiss again. After what they teach in schools these days. The, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Let's not go down that rabbit hole again. Yeah, that's true. 
But <laughs> is that actually what you Googled when you'd like when you were young? Yeah, have fucking like, Google when I was six. Yeah, pretty much. There was no Google. There was dial up internet if you were lucky. And to own a desktop computer, you were like, oh, fucking fancy. Fuck, I remember. Josh did. But I remember the old floppy dicks. Floppy dicks? <laughs> 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 wow. Floppy disks that would like circulate when you're in middle school. Like just as CDs were coming in. And there was like, there was one that like, oh, fucking. Bro, I used to put Pokemon on those disks and sell them for like $2. Pokemon? Yeah, the game Pokemon. I. But Dad, like, because we had this computer and I was never really into computers, but. Pointer was. When dad, my dad was and he used to sit down and, like, download a, a game or whatever for, for me, I don't know, all my sisters actually. But I learned a code that you could type in that you allowed, it allowed you to download the game and then you had to, like, get, have a crack code. So just on the floppy disk, you oh, write the old crack, crack codes. code yep. uh, on it. And, um, yeah, I used to go around school selling for $2. <laughs> Is that like – I could just imagine the disappointment in your mate's faces when you're like, yeah, it's Pokemon, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and they go home. It's like fucking Pokemon. They're like, what? What is no, no. this? Back then, we weren't, we didn't have porn like on the internet, so it was like uh, the uh, penthouse centerfold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so you'd, you'd also sling them for two bucks. Yeah, man. <laughs> go down and the, the, find the mate that you've got that looks the oldest, go into the deli to get like, was it Ralph? Ralph magazines and Hustler and. He did all yeah. this, but he didn't swear. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's just, yeah. a, just a theme. But yeah, wouldn't say piracy luck. and distribution of porn. I still remember the no first swearing. time I bought fucking Jimmy's mate. Like, uh, which one do you get? How many other things did you buy? <laughs> and then you're sort of like, uh, did Jimmy have better porn? I, did feel, he? I feel wrong. No, uh, Comdoms, Jimmy's. That was a joke. <laughs> but <laughs> I have one funny thing actually. So a friend did have a centerfold page. That looked suspiciously like a teacher at school, like ridiculously suspicious. Like I'm assuming it's female then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, you reckon that, that it was that, actually your teacher? That no. circulated for a, for a while. For for yeah. Wasn't it actually school. your teacher though? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it was. Holy shit! It's like yeah. the song in real life. <laughs> but yeah, hell? I remember bit, that. Bit weird, but that's all. She was. She ended up was caught having an affair with a drama teacher. She was a drama teacher, I think. Caught having a no. It was my home, home group teacher and her were having a having an affair. It's just a lot of drama. And she used school. to drive a Nissan Patrol. Mm, was she into poo stuff? I have no idea, mate. Trolling for poos? Not in that article, anyway. Mm. Yeah, no. She might have had a uh, an R eighteen plus. OnlyFans. I was going to say OnlyFans, but that wasn't the thing back then. Pen, pen pal, OnlyFans. <laughs> she just gets I'll fucking write carpal tunnel with my quill. <laughs> In cursive. No one writes cursive anymore, eh? It's, I tried it the other day. You know, it. I actually tried it the other day because I'm like, I don't reckon I've done this in 20 years. And I tried it and I couldn't remember half the letters. Like, And it just looked stupid because I write all capitals. As I have done, yeah, you fucking yell at everyone on paper. As I, yeah, as I have done. Well, that's because when I, I mean, a lot of guys do Go for some to the reason. Server! But when I was going through uni, that's how you do all your 
that's like the st- the standard for design drawings and um, even engineering drawings is capital letters. So I just got into that habit and I enjoyed it. So that's how I've written ever since. So you changed the letters that you use because you enjoyed writing them. Yeah. Did you try? Did you try like like my best subject lowercase. in school was tech graphics? Did you try lowercase and you're like, yeah, it's not really. I'm not really feeling the fun. I just, I think, I, I think my writing looks. I think it looks girly with well, well, well that's not a slide on, on women, but I think my writing looks feminine, feminine, feminine yeah, when I write in uppercase and lowercase versus when I write all in capitals. Mine looks like a seven year old with a crayon, looks like bloody letters, mate, on a, on a paper. I calligraphy is where it's at, bro. Calligraphy. I would love to learn. I was how just getting to write, <laughs> you can't calligraphy. write calligraphy, dude. You just need would to learn love. to write. To write it, man. Isn't words. calligraphy just the art of writing words? It's not like a. It's fancy now. There's like scripty fonts, like specific stuff you need to learn. Sanskrit. Man, I'd love <laughs> to actually. I used to enjoy. I can relate to Caleb actually, a little bit because I used to enjoy <laughs> uh, writing in cursive as a kid. Mm. You can relate, but oppositely. Now, nah, computers have made handwriting redundant. Really, like in terms of, of I just watch you scratch scribble in your book for like an hour before this podcast. Yeah, like I mean, I'm not talking about no one writes ever like any anymore. I'm speak. I mean, like just generally, there's don't get arrested by the way with that notebook on your person. Oh yeah, I know. Right? I just, <laughs> just got written all a bunch of notes, notes. about <laughs> was it Nambler or something. Might tear that out and burn it. Actually, <laughs> I think it's yeah. like I'm like yeah, no, it's a podcast. And maybe a podcast. maybe delete. Your Search Google history? history? No, nah, I didn't. Fuck me. I didn't Google pedophiles. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but you've been on Nambler. Actually, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I 100% that. that website's getting watched. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I'll, uh, <laughs> that's you know, what he means about the AFP's oh, coming knocking on your door. Nah. Yeah, I meant the AFP. Sorry, not oh, the ADF. ADF. Thank you. Sorry. You. Yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> I meant the AFP. Yeah, you know how when you're like, you want to buy something and you search something like, you know, a new screwdriver and then all the ads pop up in your Instagram about yeah. screwdrivers. <laughs> I'm going to be in some fucked up mailing Look lists. out, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. You how you get like people yeah. calling and you're like, how the fuck did they get my number? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. You might find yourself on a list. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, um, I'm definitely just going to burn my phone. Oh, God. Oh. All right, now that we've raised the mood a little bit, I'm cautiously and with respect and just forgetting the first half of this podcast, I'm going to bring up my topic breakdown, which, as I mentioned before, whenever I have my kids and then they go back to their mum, I usually say, see you next Tuesday every week, which got me thinking about having them intermittently and th- – on weekends, quite often where I'll miss out on a hunting trip or a, a time at the range or whatever. So without being too serious about things, I want to do what we do a lot of the time, which is spitball an idea absurdly as you want. But as, right. as we do, spitball a business idea, which Uh-oh. I've gone down. The- <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of business, is it? <laughs> So what I'm proposing we hash out is a sort of daddy daycare, if you will, but for blokes who hunt, (laughs) who miss out on being able to get away, but they have kid obligations. (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like you just need to go on, jump online and look at maps. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. This is why I feel so terrible about going with this after what Ryan was fucking talking about. I just about. feel dirty. <laughs> just, that's, I know. I, I feel, need to have a fucking shower. I feel sick. But no. But this is the. This brings up another thing, and we've we've spoken about this on the podcast before. When you're a male and you're a single parent and you've got your kids, you have daughters, you've got to take them into the bathroom, you know, it's sort of the same thing. You just automatically feel – you don't feel like you're dirty, but you judge that you're dirty. So why do you need to feel dirty about a daddy daycare? Why can't dudes fucking do daycare? That's They can. With the right training and the right certification and police checks, there is nothing wrong with it. Mm. There's plenty of guys who operate childcare and work in the childcare industry. I think that there should be, again, I'm, I'm separate from the last thing that we were talking about. <laughs> I think there should be more men in childcare and teaching. There should and be teachers, more yeah. male teachers as ro- as role oh, models, as good solid out. role models. They're yeah. trying to phase out men in teaching, mate. They are. Well, it's one of those things where teaching and roles that are typically lean towards interacting with, with people, females tend to take those roles. Men tend to go for the more dangerous. Yeah, mm. That's the whole that like thing. So it's sort of like nurses, why there's more women than nurses than men. I think teachers fall into the same category. Well, you, you can't really be like, oh, you know, we need more men. There's not enough. It's, it's the system. Because I don't think it's the system. I think it's just men typically wouldn't lean towards that. Mm. So I think more men should be, be in those well, – well, not more men should be – it should be in those roles. I think it would be great if more men were in those roles as positive male role models like what you said. But the likelihood of that happening I think is pretty small. Look, I, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to do it. My dad's been a teacher uh, for a while now and he's had a tough time in the past with – now it doesn't have to be a girl. It could be like he's telling a student off and his – the student runs to mummy and daddy and says that my dad has told him off in the you know for the wrong thing or or something like this and then suddenly there's got to be a sit down with the principal my dad and their uh, the parents and uh, you know everything can be just uh, as a male just picked apart so easily I'm trying not to use the obvious example here. But, but you know, unless we change that attitude as a society, it's not going to happen. No one's going, no male is going to be like, yeah, I'll get into fucking early learning. Yeah, that's true. There's a stig- like if we, you know, that stigma of men can't be nurturing. Well, the, the chicks go on about female like male privilege, and I'm like, well, guess what, mate? It's male privilege that you're automatically guilty in every fucking scenario when Shit, it comes yeah. to children. Oh, men. Not yeah, even just children. It makes just, it too hard. Oh, period. Yeah, period. Like yeah. we, I mean, we don't have those, but there's a good, really good example that I've just had. <laughs> a really good example that I experienced. Like, I can't remember if I've spoken this on the podcast or not. Is when I took my wife to the emergency ward because she she fallen over and smacked like not her eye but her forehead, and her eye had gone black. And then she got approached. Like I went to take a piss. No, I wasn't even get a piece. It was to get a needle in my arm because I was there as well. Long story short, we were, I went out of the room and this gentleman 
it's not a word that I would use for him, but this this gentleman came over and and basically said, did literally said to her, "What well, what's the story there?" And she said, "Oh no, I've just fallen over and hurt myself." And then he wouldn't take that as an answer. He he pushed mm. and said, "Are you sure? Like, is that is that actually what happened? Is that is that?" Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, just guilty. Guilty. I had the same. Yeah. I, I had the same thing happen in a hospital where my ex wife was helping me carry my bass drum from my drum kit, and she tripped over and landed. Bass drum hit the ground and then she landed on it neck first and like jarred her neck. Anyway, hospital via ambulance, they gave her the green whistle in the. What? She went <laughs> to the ambulance over a jarred neck, dude. Nobody. They thought she might have broken her neck. Oh, so she's fallen. She landed onto and it then with her neck in the with weird her spot. neck. Yeah, yeah. So they, as a precaution, she got taken to hospital. So. The fucking green whistle on the way to hospital, and she's always had weird ass act- reactions to like morphine or anything like that. She's allergic to penicillin, but Most people are any sort of bloody like pain medication. She'll go loopy anyway. So she's in hospital, getting treated, getting checked out, and they gave her some morphine in hospital, and she was it was like she was high, like but that's because she was yeah, well she was, was but it was like she was. Off her tits. Off her tits, like ridiculously high. Yeah, it's because she's probably never done And then they were like, well, you should be over this by now. It's probably time to go home. And she was like, no, I I don't feel like I'm well having this pain medication. Anyway, because she was carrying on so much about this pain medication, this nurse took me aside and said, what's going on here? Like she's injured. She doesn't want to go home. What's going on at home? And she was effectively accusing me of abusing her and that the whole story about the drum kit and her falling over on it was bullshit and she was avoiding going home because I was some sort of abuser. Mm. And I fucking lost my shit at this bitch because- Rightly so. I was like, how dare you accuse me of something? She's always had this crazy reaction to morphine or anything like that and you guys are not listening to her that she shouldn't be having it because she always has this reaction. Mm. And I was – so that was one one time. Even – actually, weird things happen. So my daughter at Auskick last weekend, on the Saturday at Auskick, she uh, – they were doing this drill where basically a lot of them were trying to get to a ball at the same time. And she went in low and this other kid went in low and they smacked heads and she copped it in the eye socket. So, of course, the next day she had a shiner. So we're at the playground – this fucking crack whore with three kids to three different fathers, I'm assuming, comes up to me and goes, oh, yeah, black eye, huh? Oh, like, as in yeah. insinuating As in insinuating I gave it to her. And I'm like, excuse me? What a cunt. Yes, te- pretty much. Yeah. And I'm like, are you so familiar with this that you're just like, oh, yeah, or are you actually accusing me of doing this? And I'm like, no, 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 she did that yesterday at footy. Thank you very much. Yeah, I feel like if if women want to want want to like do the things that males do, they're going to have to expect these things, these shiners. Well, oh, it's not it. Like, the trouble is that there's been entire campaigns promoting this sort of attitude that men are just violent like that. Oh, yeah. like but even they, now they play them still with the whole like, stop like, it while it's young. Yeah, they're like, still trying to fucking make kids stand up in class and and apologise for fucking like get boys to apologise for. All the fucking women beaters out there in the in past history, like it's what? stupid man. I think it was at Dad's last school or second to last school. 
they got all the males to stand up and apologise for what the fuck. Pretty much, yeah. Like, that's abuse a for women. Shit. That's a crock of shit. Yeah, it was. It was ridiculous, man. Dad had enough, and he was like, "Oh, fucking see ya." Leaving this school. Yeah. Fuck that. And they wonder why me- the suicide rate for men is so fucking high. It's only going to get worse, mate. Look, we're breeding. One, we got a lot of a lot of fucking snowflakes, and two, we're we're breeding this. I'm sorry, fucking culture. Like, you know, soon we'll have to apologise for fucking asking for a bag of potato chips, mate. I don't, I don't know. Look, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, there is, there's, I mean, the campaign that I was referred to before was the one where the ads they've got like pictures of young, young lads and they're in scenarios, and they've also got older females standing up to them, and then the scenario is like, uh, like he's he, a, a parent saying to uh, a young girl, he only makes fun of you because he likes you, and then. The older teenage um, female saying, "Actually, no, that's wrong." You know, and then mm. it's got the whole like, "Stop it while they're young." Yeah, yeah, yeah. like what the kind, of, what fucked up message yeah. is that saying? I'll make it funny because you've got fucking walk eyes, all right? And oh. I mean, I'm speaking <laughs> anecdotally here no, again. That that, but, ad, that ad campaign makes sense. It might make because make, it's 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 trivializing something that can. Like while they're young, that seems innocent enough. That seems like it's just a common thing that people say, or like saying no. to a young, saying to a young, no, saying to like a five-year-old boy, he's going to be a real lady killer when he gets older. Like people don't think twice about that, but when you actually look at what you're saying there, it's probably not the best thing. No one fucking so the, that says that. Ad campaign. I don't say that about my kid. <laughs> that, oh yeah, but your kid, bro, but he's going to slay bitties. I don't, yeah, I don't mean that in the sense that he's going to be a man whore. I mean that he's just. Going to be a very attractive guy. No, so he's, watch he's, that ad campaign again. It actually is. He's going to be all a right. It's not. Criminal, it's not woke I'd, and fucked up. Nah, I just I don't agree. Like, watch I don't it agree with it. Yeah, watch no, it again. I've I watched agree. it a couple of times. I, I don't, don't agree. agree with it because it's it's not it's not focusing on the scenario. What? Because there's different scenarios that are applied. It's it's putting a blanket in, implying a blanket generalization if, on males. If they're going to do that, then they need to make the same advert but switch the rev- the roles. A male that's getting picked on by a female. And women, like females <clears throat> in high school are fucking ruthless. Yeah, man. Absolute fucking ruthless. So when I was a kid, if you were short, portly, skinny, fucking I don't know. It's called life. You're, it builds resilience. Fucking, Get over it. But, well, you're just arguing against life resilience, mate, with your whole cryptic fucking breakdown of that bloody thing. What? So so you're either for it or against it. it. You're talking about building character and just life. Well, fucking. I can't remember the finer details, there's a, there's but I remember between. watching that campaign and going, all right, there's nothing wrong with the message. If you it's can't not say like, that, then two seconds re- later go, oh, that's life with the same fucking thing. Because Being we're talking about an ad campaign versus something no, that happens to you in life. No, it's no. You're not the ad stop is it saying all. the same thing as being picked on by a woman about not wearing fucking dada pants or I don't know what you fucking wear. No, the, the ads, kids wear these days. What I took from those ads is they are focusing on a generalization of men in general. What they should have done is proposed alternative responses from the parent, not they having. Did. The, no, they did. I'm sure they did. I have not seen any of that. All I've seen is scenarios where they're being told something's something's gone in the conversation's gone like traditionally the way that, not traditionally but like typically the way that parents would speak like what you said about um, he's going to be a lady killer. But then 
they're getting pulled up by someone else saying that it's not right, but it's all focused around men essentially being let go, tending towards violent behaviours or abusive behaviours, and then they're saying stop it while it's young. That's the whole premise that that ad campaign is yeah, running on. I think I feel like they're addressing what is the main problem versus they don't – you're saying they should have the exact same thing but targeting women. No, that's like, not what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm he's saying. saying. No, for, to, for, for you to say what you're saying, to make it equal, well, you play one advert with the male being the bully and one advert with the female being bully and we level the playing fields. We don't – and so we cut down any sort of – Implication that this is stereotyping a male picking on a girl because he likes them. Well, or, I don't think there's a uh, in that in that particular defi- case. I don't think there's anything wrong with being specific. It, no, because girls, as Rowan just said, and and it's true, can be just as bad, if not worse. So let's take away the uh, the the let's take away the doubt of the ad targeting males and make it equal. So they just run alternate. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Male and female. Now, that's, that's not what I meant. What I meant is if they're going to address that particular thing, instead of pulling it up and saying, you know, that's wrong, mum, being by a young, like the girl in the, the passenger seat, I think it was in a car, the one that I'm re- remembering, what they should be doing is telling the girl to stand up for herself and push back, not tell the boy – uh, sorry, tell the girl that what the boy is doing is wrong. Give responses that enable the girl to be more yeah, independent I, I and stand up for herself. I do see what you're saying, but then the, rather than have the girl have to defend herself, the boy should know better in the first place to not do it. Well, no, that's, that's what they're what, addressing. But that's what growing that up they're is. Growing that's up. Like, that's yes. what, that's they're what they're learning addressing what in the is ad. wrong they're targeting right. a problem. Like if you've got an ad for a toaster, that's not then you for don't the need government an to decide for a what to do, kettle. mate. That's no, the, the parents on their own back. The, the ads, the ad. It's a I campaign. From, it's what a I campaign. got from the ad no. is because they say stop it while it's young, right? That's the whole line. It, it's basically saying stop young boys while from having these behaviours because they lead into domestic violence. That is the whole premise of these ad campaigns. Yeah, and. It's just no. It's, uh, it's no. Fuck off, government. Get out of our fucking everyday lives. Parents do a fucking better job at being parents. Fucking, that's where the ad. Do you know what? Be. Do you know what it's actually doing? And I'm not saying that I'm fucking. Oh yeah, this ad, ad campaign's great. What they're doing is addressing the lowest common denominator. There's there's people who are educated and people who can see it for what it is. But then there's actually people out there who would have never actually had that message come across. They're thinking at all. No, I, I disagree ju- these days with school and and, no. and society. I, I, I can see. I agree. Think about think about think about the low society. Think no. about real no. low socioeconomic no. areas, that, man. No. Where people. I think you're using an, an excuse that was maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago. No. Yes, but today, no, you, no way. You forget. No. There are people out there in these areas that no, they have got never t- experienced. They've got TV, in the, they go to you school. fucking let me talk. There are people out there that would have never, ever seen that message at all. It's, yeah, it's never a, it seen that message then? at all. What's it going to change so from that message? That might be the there. only time they ever see that message. They're getting right and wrong and the basics of right and wrong from everyday life with TV with uh, uh, any sort of advertisement and school. 
they're, they're getting that, mate. They're already I getting think, these building I blocks. I think that what what they're doing, but yet so they're I, not. I think that what you're saying, Caleb, is right. Where they're trying to portray something for the lowest common denominator, but what they're doing is making they're they're presenting it in a way that's a generalization of men, and I think that is what, what we were talking about earlier about the stereotype of men being the the violent uh, abusers that feeds that stereotype. So it is, got, and I don't like tarring that's, that's everyone with the saying. same brush. Yeah, that's what I'm but trying to say. But I can still say. sit there objectively and go, "Oh, well, that doesn't." But most people wouldn't do that. Like, <laughs> like, okay, I know all that stuff because I was brought up well. Yeah, yeah. So most people aren't critical thinkers, so they don't look at something and then try and break it down to understand what it is, why, ask all the questions. So a camp. That's why I think a campaign like that is particularly dangerous to a cohesive society where equality is supposed to be this point that everyone pushes because what it's doing is putting a negative stereotype against males. And I don't think it's helping. I think it's, if anything, it's turning it around and going, okay, well, what we need to do is keep our eye on all men now. We need to make sure we keep an eye on all the boys. We're going to make sure they're not going to grow up to be violent offenders and abusive. It is too far skewed. Towards males, but the vast there's a reason that it's targeting males because the vast majority of these incidents of domestic violence or whatever are perpetrated by males. That's not to say women don't do it, and women yeah majority yeah. can't be as bad as men in that space. But the reality of it is that mostly the perpetrators of it are men. This is why it's yeah. a campaign targeted at men, and definitely the vast population of young boys out there shouldn't be standing up in school apologising for something they haven't personally done. Fuck yeah, no. That's that's, that is ridiculous. So I agree with all that sort of stuff, but I don't see anything wrong with trying to address it on some level, especially when there are people out there who would never have had that come across their desk. No, look, I, th- I just think there's a better way of doing it. But I, I think uh, on the flip side to that, they should also have a campaign to – teach young ladies um, respect and dignity and a little bit of honour in the way that they – because, like, men men typically are more physical and that's, like, the whole violent uh, um, physical violent thing. Women are emotionally manipulative. Oh. That's the traits that they have. They do so far worse things. Exactly right. Things. All of the suicide and all of the depression and all of the anxiety that gets stemmed from high school typically stems from – Bullying within social groups and females. The relentless stuff that then continues on via social yeah. media or whatever. Exactly. Girls right. would play in that space way more than blokes. Blokes it's, just tend to fucking deck each other and move on. Exactly right. And I, that's why I think there should be like a campaign that says definitely, you know, presents a different approach for boys and men and how that can get – um, addressed in terms of like the violent abuse and that sort of stuff, a better way of doing that. But also think there should be a campaign to address what young ladies are acting like as well because that has a huge fucking impact. Like you can go to school, you get bullied as a bloke. Like I got bullied relentlessly in my younger days at school. But at the end of the day, it's just, it didn't really mean much because it was physical and then a couple of name calling and that sort of thing. But if you're getting relentlessly fucking psychologically beat up by groups of what people that are at your school 24-7, they need to have a campaign for that. Like, where the fuck is that campaign? Well, 
reality is it should be about just treating everyone with respect regardless of you being a male or female. I mean, Oh, absolutely. Where's the they, them pronoun fucking oh, gender neutral yeah. campaign as well? <laughs> no, there's too much promotion of victim mentality. They have mentality. too many campaigns already. Yeah. Anyway, so back to my topic. And something that sort of sparked this for me is when as a – like I have a new partner now, but as effectively a single dad because when I have my girls, it's when I spend time with them and I'm taking them to the playground. You always see those other dads there all the time. You can see them a mile away. It's just you can tell they're either divorced or whatever Mm. and they've got their kids for the weekend and you can see them in the playground. You're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Another (laughs) another dad with with his kids at the playground. And it's like you kind of – and that's why I suggested that – like flippantly, the daddy daycare thing where dads can get out and do stuff they want to do. But I think So you're what, talking you're talking about a like a daycare specifically ran by men for men to drop their kids off. But probably what would be a better idea is some sort of group where like guys who like things like minded men, yeah. shall we say, who have similar interests can do the things they like to do with or without their children involved as well, somehow create a community around that. Is there a way of doing yeah. that where you can go to a range and there's a fucking crash there? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I'm spitballing because that's what is fucking hard is balancing the spending time with the kids, which I love doing, but then also it also sucks missing out on the guys who don't have kids or they have a missus who can look after the kids. They just get to go and do what the fuck they want every single weekend. Is there a way of structuring something? Look, I, I've done a bit of research on this locally, actually. Um, well, there you go. So there's a couple of groups around that do um, like dads and kids things, like, uh, but they're targeted towards – like I was looking for ta- um, six-year-old – my son's six years old, so five, six, something like that. There's not very many groups of that age. There's heaps of like new dads and um, stay-at-home dads and like dads with young kids. But there's only like a handful of groups locally that I found that did like um, nights out at uh, like pinball galleries and like sort of kids orientated stuff. But I haven't seen anything that does what you're talking about where you go sort of a mix between the two. Like it's sort of a social group, I'd say, where you. Yeah, like they have crashes at gyms. They have all that sort of stuff. So you can do an activity while you've got a kid and the kid isn't missing out terribly on spending time with you. So you got going on the range. What else do you, are you thinking like that you would – like so you're talking about taking your kid and doing something with your children or well, having just somehow something that accommodates structure, children? Somehow structuring around to do the things you like doing but also either involving or having your kids not necessarily looked after but just involved or – well, essentially taking care of while you're doing that thing. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like a social group sort of thing. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I haven't – be interesting, those those who are listening that have found something similar to that. I'm sure there's stuff with know. other things, but specifically around hunting, shooting, fishing. Outdoors. I don't think there would be many outdoor things. and There would be a lot of outdoor dads in similar positions. They're like, oh, f- yeah. Like cool. scouts? I, lo- I love my kids, but like – is scouts one of those things? I don't know. I never. I mean, I did, went to scouts twice and learned how to tie a knot, but I don't know. I don't anyway, know. spitballing. That's interesting. Something. I mean, it could be. 
Yeah, it could be like a group that gets together once a month and then goes goes out camping and then you'd have like the kids go to bed and then the blokes have like their, their time around the fire. Maybe. But then, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want to hang around just a heap of kids all the time because that stresses me out. Like even, <laughs> it's funny, like my kids do Auskick and the one I took them to last year was sort of closer to where I live and all the parents helped out and there was only one instructor. So it was very much parent-driven yeah. and all the parents jumped in and helped out. The one I'm taking them to now is at the halfway point between me and their mum, which is in the eastern suburbs, which is a bit – people that don't know Adelaide, the eastern suburbs is a bit snobby. So they're going there at the moment and that's very well run by three blokes. But the parents – fucking sit on the sidelines and drink their fucking lattes after they've got out of their Range Rover are shitty about the fact it's cold and wet. Yeah. And unless they absolutely have to, they will not help out. So quite often it'll be me who helps out in a drill or like a handball thing or whatever because there's usually five stations and only three blokes. So some of them have to be run by parents. And typically it'll be me. Also because my girl's, dad, you'll help out. Dad, you'll do it. But I'm just like, fucking get involved, you kids. Like, it's fun doing things with them. Yeah. It sounds like the parents aren't there for the kids. They're there because they feel like they have to be. But I also don't have it in me to just be around small children that aren't mine. That's that's stressful. Yeah. I actually, I quite enjoy talking to kids. I quite enjoy, um, like, mentoring uh, young Young men as well. I, I I got a lot out of that when we did you, you and I. You we did that through mm-hmm. one of the high schools around the corner from the mm-hmm. the church that we did. It was like an outreach program that we did. That was quite. Um, I, I don't know. Like I just got a sense of fulfilment. I mean, not like giving back to the community or anything like that, but but being able to pass on what limited wisdom I had at, at that time, but have conversations with with guys that would actually look up to you. Oh yeah, I mean they're a bit older though. They were teenagers. Like I'm yeah. talking about. Little kids like five and six, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, yeah. I mate, I love it. I, I like, don't understand primary school teachers how they can do it. Oh no, fuck that! A, a room full of thirty, like five and six year olds. It's just mayhem. <laughs> yes, absolutely fucking. Like I just can't picture being able to control it. And my, my hats off to the to the teachers that do that because I just I just want to sit in the corner and drink a beer. Hmm. Anyway, my point is I would love to know what's out there because sometimes as a dad when you've just got your kids and you've got to come up with all the activities and then you see the other sad dads at the playground, <laughs> you're just like, fuck, there's going to be a better way of doing this so we don't miss out on stuff. And it is – don't get me wrong. Like, I love spending time with my kids. But it is equally as frustrating on all the stuff you miss out mm. on. Do you let your kids choose the activities or do you choose – for them or do you help them to like how do you do that a bit of both so they'll quite often say oh can we go such and such a place or can we do this and then just as equally i suggest that we do stuff or oh yeah so it's a balance now when i but i'm also careful not to be disneyland dad as well so yeah it can't be every weekend that i've got them we go do something crazy there has to be weekends where we're at home and do drawing and painting and all that sort of stuff so yeah I um when I have my lad, we've got a, a list that we sat down. Like I basically got Google out. 
first I asked him, like, what do you want to do? Like, what's the things that you want to try? I didn't say, where did you, where do you want to go? I said, what are the things you want to try? And he was like, oh, I want to, I want to go to space and I want to, I want to ride a dinosaur and like all this sort of stuff. So then we got a list that I wrote some stuff down, he wrote some stuff down. And then on the weekends where we would go and do something, he looks at the list in the middle of the week and then he go, he picks whatever, it's something off the list. So he goes, oh, what do you want to do this weekend? I'm like, mate, it's up to you what you want to do. We've got a list of all these activities that we've both written down. You can pick one of those. And I think that that worked quite well because I didn't end up waking up on a Saturday and being like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do today? Just sort of help prepare a little bit because when you are like by yourself in those scenarios, time is definitely not working for you. Yeah, you don't want to waste it. Yeah. It's good having an activity. Like for my kids, it's Oz, Oz Kick at the moment. It used to be dance, whatever. But at least it's that thing locked in already in a Saturday where you, you know, you're not just milling around. You've got something to get to. Anyway, I don't know if that's – I don't know. That was a random collection of thoughts, but yeah, no, it's interesting. I think there's definitely a social aspect with with dads that would be beneficial for everyone. Because when I was um, when I was first introduced to being a father with with a baby, I had no fucking idea what was going on and what to expect. I mean, I sort of had the people that you knew that would had been dads and they'd give you advice and stuff, but it wasn't like. I mean, you your kids and my kids about well, they, they are the same age. So we sort of went through that together. But I think, Josh, when you have a kid, you'll experience it yourself. Like there's no no one sort of oh, parallel with you. I could jump in, but i got the way that I want to raise my kids and I'm sure that's not going to happen or it's not going to happen completely to my plan. But at the end of the day, the kid's just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, that's parenting, man. <laughs> there is there is no rule book. Like you do, you do the my, best that you can do. Man, my parents did this t- to me. But it was not with anything that was titillating to say. So it what was church. Mean? Everything was church orientated when I was yeah, growing that, up. So that's how my family It was too. Sunday twice a fucking day uh, in the morning. So we were up in the car by like, you know, eight o'clock on the way to church for nine. Uh, church would finish it just after lunch. We'd come home. Typically wouldn't get lunch because mum can't cook for shit. Uh, <laughs> we then. Basically, back in the car at about four to to go to night church, and that sometimes went all the way to midnight or past midnight on a Sunday night. Yeah, and then, I remember those. Then they held uh, study like Bible studies during the week, uh, so they'd have music when they first got there, and then music when they everyone just before everyone left, like as a closing thing. So you'd have to sit through that as a kid, you know, and then everything else that they they. Dove into their life with uh, when it comes to the church, uh, and I had to just sit there and deal with it. And look, I had some good times in church, and I met Caleb, which he's certainly fulfilled a, a lifelong friendship and a lifelong bond. Um, he he completes you. Uh, well, man, like uh, Caleb's brought a lot to my life, and I brought even more to his. Uh, so he's also taken some things away. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, it, it's not all for the worst. So in, when you talk about this idea, Caleb, I sort of sit there and go, can't you just bring your kids with you? And then you talk about the next sentence, community, and I'm like, well, you're a part of a hunting community. I'm pretty sure there's some dudes and their missus that would be fine to look after your kids at the range. Yeah, but a big part of hunting is also getting away and getting away. Well, the range? 
Yeah, I know. You know? That's what I, I'm saying. There's a there's a balance there because you don't want a bunch of kids in a environment that like that necessarily. All I'm saying is that there's a frustration around not being able to do those things as much as you want versus the fun you have with your kids when you have them versus responsibility and obligation. Like it's a it's a balance, man. So Ooh, the, the way I also see it is the kid's going to learn a lot more in my eyes seeing their dad chase his patch, passion absolute. Which they uh, still do see. Uh, they, they do. But I don't but, do it at their expense. But is it at their expense if they're there learning the things that you've learned that you know now are helping you in your at the right time life. at the right time. So when they and they are now at their age, they are they're starting to show an active interest in what I do and wanting to come along. But there's no way at three years of age I'd be like, all right, you're sitting in a car and I, you've never had to keep a two or a three year old occupied while you're just trying to do something completely else. No, I was just locked in the car, bro. Yeah, exactly. So and that, that's that's no way yeah. to treat your kid. But you were just saying yeah. that your your because your parents were into church. Right, that was what they were passionate about. They did what they want to do that they were passionate about and took you along. I'm glad Kind they of did. despite you. Just despite you. Yeah. And it sounds like you didn't have a good experience. I look like I didn't because there was it was literally me just sitting on the floor, not even on a fucking seat, mate, on the floor with my legs crossed for hours on. Yeah, bored off your mind and being sniped at when if it, you made noise. Yeah. When it was a a, a subject that was Beyond me. Now, the reason why I took to shooting is because my dad put this rifle in my hand. He he took the time out. He lo- he loved doing it. So, and I could see the passion that he liked to do it. He put the rifle in my hand and he taught me. He actually went through step by step. It's what you do, <laughs> blah blah blah. Uh, and that's age? why I took I took uh, at five. Five was the first time I shot. Six was was when he bought the air rifle, and I just grew up with with the air rifle uh, at six. You were into it though, but well, I was into it because it brought my dad closer to me, and it it was a a and thing that we could do together that we we're actually doing something. And kids will um, naturally do that. They yeah, I'm not saying that their, you have to do it they with will do they will try and look like they're interested in and to gain your approval because kids always want their parents' approval. And so they will naturally do that anyway. Mm. So you go, oh, I'm so happy that you want to do this thing that I like. And they can see that. They can see what you're passionate about for sure, man. But they're not going to be down for everything you want to do. Yeah. And look, I get that. And guess what? You're under my roof, motherfucker. So, you know, life sucks as well. So that's a lesson in itself. So I sort of sit there and go, you know, like these are all teachable moments for the child, and and currently I'm an adult, and I actually know what's what's a little bit better, and and it's also because you groom kids essentially uh, sure. being a parent. Let's you, use you, a better word than you, groom a kid. <laughs> well, you do. You, you try to you pass on them, your values you to teach your them children. How to think, the way to think, you know, and no inadvertently, way. especially with males. We have this really, really strange things that we all turn into our dad. It could be the smallest thing, but we turn into the mannerisms might be. It's not every part of, of you, you that you turn into that, your dad, but there's a parts of your dad that come in here, like mannerisms or the way you think or the way you chatter your teeth or these little 
idiosyncrasy yeah, things they're, they're that, that come in. They're not you don't turn into your dad. Like you can like me and my dad have got different opinions on, like, on some. Yeah, real you can have topics, different political opinions, traits. religious it's, opinions. Yeah, but there's a difference like between a trait and like being like a lion. But is, I see you, don't have to be a clone. you yeah. and your dad. I see you. Oh shit, your yeah. I, I like fuck. I see, what did I say? I said something to Archer as I was pulling out the driveway and like on the tail end. I'm like fuck. I sound like my mum because it was word for word what my mum was. I think I was telling him off. Yeah, that stuff comes out all the time. It, yeah, because but that's that's like your learned thing. That's. It's an experience that you're going through that you've that's been through before that your brain goes, bam, this is what Well, that's what I want to teach a kid at a young age, me. To sit be me. To be you. It won't work up. like that. I, do you know what? I learned this the hard way because I – Archer loves music, like absolutely fucking loves it, same as I do. And when I was his age, I could play instruments. I taught myself to play instruments and I tried to get him to do that because I was like, had this vision, like, fuck yeah, like we'll just be jamming out and it'd be awesome and like – I. Gave him a guitar. He could play it, but he didn't like it. So I would push you. I said, like, every Wednesday, man, guitar practice. Like, it's it's Guitar Wednesday, done. And he would remember that. He was like, it's Guitar Wednesday, Dad's Guitar Wednesday. Like, I could tell he was a little bit, how you going? And things like Caleb said, like, kids will do it because they want to spend time with you and want your attention. But the more we, more I did it, the less interested he was. And then it became a point where he'd, like, he just – as soon as I walked away out of the room, he'd put the guitar down and start playing with other toys. See, this is where I feel like with a, as a hunter and a fisher and, and that nature also has its power over a child a little bit too. I would disagree with that. In in I, I do. I what, think what do people, you mean? Uh, yeah, actually, like that's you, true. you take the child out into these you know crazy environments. Like Ryan was just saying, okay, you wanted to teach him music inside. Okay, there's no nature inside. When you take him camping, Archer lights up and gets into it. He may not like it. Can see, I don't know. But he may not. I'm just saying he may not like it. Oh, let's do it every weekend or this and that. I don't. I but don't. it certainly has this power and this certain. It's because nature's so brutal. It has this thing that embeds itself into your memory forever, uh, and it can be the smallest no. little thing. That you remember because you were like, oh, it was fucked up that day and we were getting sandblasted from the wind and this and that. But you just don't get inside. Inside's a controlled environment and you're playing your guitar. I your music is solely coming. I don't think. Your love's solely coming from the guitar. I don't think inside or outside is, I think that's irrelevant. I think it's the experience and whether the kid, ide- oh, for want of a better word, identifies with it and enjoys it. Yeah. I think it's purely down to whatever that experience or thing is, if it's music <laughs> or it's sports or it's hunting See, or it's fishing. I don't think thing. inside or outside Have you matters. ever known someone not to want to go away to places, either whether it's in a different country or travel yep. within. Yes. Do, do yep. you know people that are happy to live in their high-rise apartment yep. yes. and see that's it? Yes. Yep. Really? Yes. Well, that's what's wrong with the world. No, dude, that's just your perspective. Just, There's plenty of people that are homebodies and don't like going out in the world and they like being at home or they like yeah. being in a virtual world or whatever. Yeah, I've got a mate whose kids are – like when I was their age, when we were their age, like we all we wanted to do was go camping because we loved outdoors. The kids don't want to get dirty; they just want to play video games. That's because they got the, the option of video games. No, no, no. As a father, no, no, no. You can take I have that taken them away. camping, and they you fucking can't, hate it. You can't it. just do it once. This is a, I have done it multiple times. Like, yeah, no, there is. You can't. There's not a switch that gets flicked when you put any person and grab them out of their environment and put them outside that they go, oh, this so is amazing. I disagree amazing. with that because they can, make they literally make TV shows about that. Yeah, you can with influence people, people, but you cannot program them. Yeah, there is, you can there influence is, them. 
You cannot program them. If it was like that, then everyone who had stepped outside and gone camping would be right into it and then there wouldn't be inner cities. I, w- I was programmed. So I think you can program people. You were programmed to sit in a corner and shut up. And I, and then you're talking about like uh, oh, what do you fucking call it? Brainwashing. Fucking hey. it can be done. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. From that perspective, yes, you can program people. You can brainwash them. You can repetitively do something until they accept that's it. That's taking away but their how, decision that's, and their that's will. Exactly. That's taking away the free will. So wouldn't you prefer your child to <laughs> be presented with – I'm just – I don't know if you're serious or not. I think he is. I, wouldn't you rather present all these options to your kids that you you would like them to be involved with, but you cannot – and then they decide with their own free will? Or would you rather beat it into them that you Look, are when, going when to like camping, fishing and hunting? When they're 18, they can do what they want. And I know that there's a need for screenplay these days because of tech is the way of the future. So I know that there's going to be a bit of that. But most certainly I'll be – and this is what I – I don't comprehend and I don't think I will comprehend until I'm a dad. And that is, in my mind, I'll just take him. Take him with me and, look, man, if I've got to go hunting with him and he's on my chest and I've got to put him down 10 metres away well, I'll take a shot with his earmuffs on and then Easier said than him. done. Easier oh, said yeah, than done. look, it, it is easier said than done, but I'll do it. I don't think your missus is going to let you do that. Yeah, she would be right. I think that, like, from and correct me if I'm I'm wrong here. It sounds like you're saying that. No, no I did the, say I don't know. I I don't know because I'm not a dad. No, no, I will no. Find this out is, this when is what, I'm a dad. How, how it will happen? Like, it sounded sounded to me like you're saying that until they're eighteen, they're like they're they will do, just shut up and do what you tell them. Yeah, do what you tell them to do. Oh, I have no doubt that that's not my the parents case, did but, that with me and. I didn't speak to my mum for two and a half years. Yeah, I, I have no doubt, mate, but whilst they're under my roof, there's going to be uh, like my rules uh, to a point. I'm not yeah. going to be an iron fist <clears throat> fucking, uh, that's it. No, you can't do anything unless you run it past me. No, I'm going to be like, look, you want to get drunk? Look, you're, you're 13, 14 now, you're going to drink, want to drink, start drinking piss. Okay, cool. Just do it at my house, you know. Rules rules are one thing. We're talking about interests and things they like doing. That's very different. So well, you can't say while you're under my roof, you will learn piano. Because well, you can do that, but guess what? Your kid's gonna resent you because you're making them do something yeah. that they don't want to do. Well if they don't know if they're gonna like it or not unless they try it. But the thing is, is I'm going to be in a van, so it's going to be like, well, this is the way we live, mate. This is just our lifestyle of how we live. So, it, you know, you sort of – I don't Kids will necessarily adapt. want to buy a house until – again, until I'm ready to. So for the time being, it'll be send it, mate, in a van. So if, it, if your child came to you, say hypothetically you've got two kids and your mindset's going to change in my life, but right now, if it, if – you had two of your children come to you, one's 12, one's 14. You've moved around a lot. They've not really had any grounding in long-term friendships or anything like that. They moved to schools and they see that all the other kids have got that and they said to you, Mum, Dad, can we live in a house and stay somewhere? What would you say? Well, I'd say, well, if it, if it, if it was the way that 
me or missus were feeling. I'll, I'll be like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll move into a house, but I'm not going to let a kid dictate it, no way. And most certainly they're not not going to have long-term friendships. I have uh, Kayla, Brian, Josh, Jordan. I, I have everyone's uh, kids for them to, to be around and socialise and everyone that we meet and this and that. And I'm sure they'll make friends on the road and, and they'll make friends, uh, long-term friends with whatever. Yes, I'm going to treat them as an adult at a younger age. That's something that I think that's just what I would like to do. What do you mean by um, treat them like an adult? What does that mean to uh, you? Well, I, okay, not treat them, talk to them as an adult, I guess, and hopefully learn learn some, some lessons a little bit sooner than what I did. Having said this, I don't know. Because I'm not a parent, and I just said this to both of you. No, no, I'm, I'm just no, picking your brain, man. Like, you, you, I understand you, that. You're going to go into doing something like this with some form of a plan, and we know that the best laid plans are fucked up. But you know what? If I have a plan and it fucking just deviates by one degree, well, cool. I'm fucking ten degrees yeah, closer not, than what I was. I'm not asking a plan. questions as a gotcha. I'm just trying to. I'm just. I'm intrigued as to how you see yourself as a parent. I'm not trying to well, set you up for. Failure. I think you have a lot of ideal scenarios. But well, my kids, kids just not going to have a choice to live any other way. Uh, yeah, like that's fine if that's what you if that if that's how you see it. That's fine. I'm not saying that's wrong. Well, I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm, I'm just trying, trying to, to understand it either. I, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know how it's going to go, but in my mind, the, the kid's going to have one way to live whilst <laughs> he's under my roof, and that's the way that I live. That's all they'll know, and the kid will adapt. Like, I'm sure if a kid was born in a fucking cave and never saw the sunshine, they would adapt to that scenario. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. You don't know what you don't know. I think what – So, like, you're talking about daddy daycares in manly pastimes on weekends. So just – but you've got a community that will help you look after the kids. So just bring them so you don't miss out. Yeah, but then they have to be – Entertained for that time, you can't just fuck off and do whatever you want. But you've you've had this is part of the community. There were this is this is part of community. There has to be a structure to it and some sort of recognised system, because otherwise it's just like, well, I'm just going to fucking rock up and abandon my kids. To hopefully, someone looks after. That's not how I operate. Oh, it's not how any parent should operate. You're always going to be organized. No one should. There's people out there that do that. They'd just be like, oh, well, there's a group scary. here. Like, I can forget about my kids now. No, but it, I can't stand people that do that. Uh, what I feel, I feel what like part fuck? of it is, like, if you're going to go and bring your kids to, like, a barbecue or something like that, well, you're going to sit there and play with them as a group. Yeah, but that's, that's a and barbecue. look after that's, them that's, as a group. That's a barbecue. Or just minus the barbecue social- and add a rifle range and a line that they can't go past. No, kids don't operate like that, man. But you've got everybody watching them. And well, you don't them. because if you everyone's don't. shooting. Because everyone wants to be doing something else. No, there are multiple times where you're shooting and I will not shoot. I'll either watch you or stand back or fight us around and do something. Multiple times, that's fine. And you finish your group, your barrel's calling, tag team. Yeah, but you're, you're – uh Third commas trusted fucking watcher of my child versus <laughs> oh, versus someone, very loose yeah very loose and that's why I did inverted commas man because yeah, some some of your fucking decision I'd, let, making, I'd never leave my son with you 
So versus versus. <laughs> okay, well then you can't complain about it. Maybe not, we, maybe not going and seeing. Maybe and there isn't stuff. a world that doesn't. Maybe this could never get up. Maybe this could never exist. That's why I asked the question. So you'd it's rather you'd thing. rather just have an establishment that of strangers that you don't know look after your kid while you just go shoot. No, well, there's a difference between an established organisation with training and accreditation versus a bunch of strangers. Were you a were you trained or accredited to have a kid? No, I'm talking about I'm not left in the with the care of someone else's kid, am I? No, but you, you're looking after a kid. It's your kid. Yeah, it's my it's my kid that's different to looking after kid. someone else's kid. See, I, I feel a little bit hurt when when you both say that you wouldn't I let me watch them while you're shooting, uh, you know, and you're there. You're within 40 feet of me. I, I've, I kind of feel like almost – Pushed aside from your 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 lives because that's not how it should be. Are you going to say that again? We, you've, um, when you're next to us at the shooting range, if you say that you wouldn't leave your kid with me, uh, I was joking at, at the range. Look, I know you were joking, <laughs> but I sort of sit there and go because it it hasn't happened and it, and it doesn't happen. Uh, so there's truth to it, really. Uh, and I sort of sit there and go, well, like, "Here's a okay. fucking question: Are you even allowed to take a child there?" Of course. I don't actually know the answer. That's a great question, actually. Of course. I've, I mean, I've taken Archer to many the range. times on private property. Well, yeah. private property, yeah. Which yes. we could have taken the kids to. I've taken Archer yeah. to a range. Like, there wasn't an official there, but he like, he wore earmuffs and, mm. and I mean, he was, he was five at the time, I think. But I don't know. That's, it'd be interesting because you. I don't think you'd be allowed to let them shoot at the range. Nah, yeah. I got, if anyone's going to pick on the kid shooting and not paying his subs, they're going to fucking cop it <laughs> in the head. Yeah. But, uh, We've shot on private property with my girls and they've been in your care while I've shot or I've had one of them and you've had the other one. Yeah, it worked. So do you, do more do you feel upset because you think that we wouldn't leave our kids with you? Nah, no. Nah. Like Caleb's left his kids with me actually for, for a few hours. Yeah, you had to go out one night. <laughs> oh, you already, like, can you babysit tonight? Because like, yeah, they're already yeah. asleep, yeah. So they, they didn't leave they, you with the kids. You they, were like you were in the same house as the kids. Oh, Harper woke up. Actually, no, I'd leave. I'd leave you with Archer. No, but he'd run the. He'd what run I'm the saying show. is, is like you know the community and is there. Look, it just is a fact of organising and doing it and go. Okay, well the kids will be there, so can we all pitch in? Yes, yeah, sick. All right, what food do we need? Cool. What hearing pro do we that's need? That's like cool. I think that's yeah. like everyone. Going and doing stuff with their kids, like I think the idea of having a child care or a crèche or like a, a like a cordoned off area where there is someone who is qualified that looks after. So it's like going to the gym, like there's crèches at gyms. Yeah, all the, yeah, I know, you know that, I get that. that. I do. I, I, do. I think that would it's a great idea because so, then you can the the guys like the stay at home dads as well that might want to go to the range in the middle of the fucking day. They can but go is, down is and that drop their no three off than locking your car in, your kid in the car. Of course is, it is. is oh, no. Obviously from a health point of view it is, but you're essentially doing the same thing. You're just no, going you're not. dropping him off going go to go play in that little segregated area and I'm going to go with to other thing. children um, and then your parent your kids not yeah. going to resent you <laughs> for locking them in a car with a window crack. <laughs> Look, I, I, I get there's I a slight difference a, a little locking your kid in the car. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit of the same but thing. But it's also a step See, closer to having them involved nothing. in what you're doing because they know why you're going there and they know while you're shooting a rifle they're having friends and some fun 
having social interactions that social is interaction super close, important close man. by which super is better important. than you just going to the range and they're not there at all yeah no it's I, a step in the right direction I, I get that but you could do that really as is I, I love camping when you you bring bring Archer on and, and I'd like to go camping when you have your kids there Caleb actually I'd I'd just like to see him run around and carry on and I'll just sit in my chair and fish and watch him and yeah <laughs> Minus the responsibility. <laughs> you can fish and watch. You've taken your kids fishing and been fishing and just watch your kids. I know you have. Of course oh, I have multiple times. So, so Do you that's know how many times I have to cut it short from when how long I'd want to be there? Say again. I still have to cut it short from how long I'd like that's to That's when you there. start a fire and go sit in. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I get, I get what you're saying. Because when, when Archer did come along to, I think it was the last time we went camping together, it was actually quite good because everyone, like you said, the people that are there actually interact with the, the kid. Well, they didn't look after him in the sense that like fed him and like like cared for him, but he everyone Watched would him. talk to him and interact with him yeah. and like he he um he's a bit of an old soul. I don't know if it's because he mostly interacts with adults, but he gets out and talks to adults a lot, mm-hmm. and so. Other being adults there, he'll go. He, I watched him like wander around and chat to people, and and like he was mucking around with your missus, like the pool noodles and stuff. Like, I think you're right in the sense that everyone says in a community will be interacting with the child and yeah. keeping them entertained a little bit. But and when I, I have think, a kid, I expect you to be there this in the same manner. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, like whether you like it or not, I did, I couldn't give a yeah, fuck for sure. You, I expect you to be there because you 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 be his uncle, so. Yeah, look, and for me growing up, having that sort of community and camping, and it was all family for me, like cousins and uncles and, and all that. Mm. Um, when we're at, particularly when we're out camping, that I can't remember. I think I've only been on one trip in my entire life, which was just me and my dad. Yeah, and, you went up the guts. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you went up the guts, like the, up to all the yeah. I went through through guts of Australia, but that that wasn't just me and my dad. That was me oh, and my yeah, brother. Yeah. My brother's mate and my dad. And that was so much fucking fun. Yeah. That was so much fun. Just the people that we met, I, I recommend. And it really took three weeks to do it. So anyone who's, who wants to go travel and have a bit of a um, outside of the touristy bullshit, go up the guts of Australia. We should do it. With or without Imagine the Imagine the future. Doesn't matter. 100 years from now, we... You could sail up the guts of Australia on Josh's canal. <laughs> It'd be even better, bro. Fishing the whole way from fucking South Australia to NT. That's a Ooh, fair stretch for the salmon. God. Shit, yeah, bro. Imagine hitting them like you're coming in and then you're in the bar territory. Boom. It's gone. Like, brackish, fresh water, barrer on. Fuck yeah. Imagine that. All right. I think we're. Um, Ryan's fingering the air. I'm fucking fingering the air like there's no tomorrow. Wow. The highs and lows of this episode. It's been a roller coaster. There's of a lot of lows. There's been some highs. There's been some lows. There's been some moments where I think I would have cried. But um, oh look, I almost got emotional with like. Nah, you're just an emotional dude, man. And that's okay. almost had an emotion. Yeah. <laughs> you almost, you almost <laughs> felt something. Yeah. Was there was there a heartbeat that cracked the ice shell? Nah, I just. Want to annoy you guys 24 hours a day? <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. And you're covering off at least eight, so. <laughs> well done. Anyway, I think it's about time we wrap it up and put the bottle down. Yeah. Bunch of alcoholics. 
No, we're good. I've only had four. I've, I've had only had a two thirds of a bottle of wine. Yeah, no, I'm. Um, Mine's had a very strong coffee. I have, yeah, I can actually still taste it on my um, <laughs> moustache, moustache, my poopy lips. It's quite how, strong. How good is coffee, though, bro? Coffee is great. Oh. But if you have too much of it, it's not good. That's <laughs> a squatty bum. Oh yeah. Anyway, I think we're done. We're Let's done. wrap it up for this week. Thank you for listening. If you have any feedback, send it our way. As yeah, usual, a, give us a chat. We want to hear from you. More importantly, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. More yeah. importantly, ladies and gentlemen, what? stay tuned for next week because we've got a fucking exciting fucking episode for you. Wow, great! I was expecting you two to carry the wave on, but yous are just yeah, your batteries are just <laughs> running flat, aren't they? <laughs> just, stay tuned. We're getting excited. Ah, nothing. Ah, no worries, ladies and gentlemen. Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> send it mate podcast. Tell your friends, tell your mum. I said hi. Oh, shit. Jeez, we're a cohesive unit. All right, don't do that. Till next week. Peace. Catch ya. Hey. G'day, dude and dudettes. Josh here. Do you find it hard to keep your long, hard barrels free from gun STDs? Maybe you need a clean out of your bore. If this is you, jump on over to highcaliber.com.au and use the promo code SENDITMATE to receive a 10% discount on all your gun cleaning needs. And remember, it's sexy to support Australian-made products. Everyone here at SENDITMATE uses High Calibre, and we can promise you that it'll keep your firearms free from those pesky gun STDs.